Big Fork Chop. Our Forte Houston. The Dumbart County Boys. And this is live from the Army. Give it a listen. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show, the premier podcast of indie wrestling. It's just Laura and I talking about, you know, me wearing silk pajamas and a smoking jacket and all that other good stuff. Our studio line is area code 213-816-1605 with your host, Bunkhouse Bob. I will bounce you like a lowrider in a Dr. Dre video, and that's no joke. And the lovely Laura. You know what you need to do, Bob? What? You need to drink you some calmly aids, just like I do every morning out of my O-Face cup. time that is it's time for live from the armory bunkhouse bob he's on assignment he's out scouting new promotions and new talents he'll be back with us next week so my co-host this week is a repeater you know him you love him he's the host of heel heat it's george coles i'll bring him on here in just a little bit but in case you were wondering you heard the new theme uh, intro that we have here. Um, it was done by a friend of mine who um, went to high school with, uh, Mr. Jeff Williams. We want to thank you for putting that together. We absolutely love it. Uh, he's going to work on a couple of other things for us. He's got another one. We'll probably debut next week. Uh, and I would like to thank my good friends, the Burke County Boys, for recording that for me at $5 Wrestling, All Gimmicks Needed. Terry, Donnie, and Porkchop, you guys are simply the best. Um, we want to thank everyone for tuning in this week. Um, last week had some had two great guests, um, phenomenal. Um, can't say enough about how much we love you guys and thank you for your support. Uh, our guest in the 8 o'clock hour will be none other than Championship Wrestling from Hollywood star Mr. Johnny Huma. He's been promoting uh, his appearance on Twitter today, so uh, he's getting uh, riled up, so we can't wait to talk to him this evening. Um, and if you want to talk to him or me and George, uh, you can call us at 213-816-1605. That's our studio line. We will take calls. Just press 1, put you in the queue. I'll see you, put you on. Um, our Twitter is at From the Armory. We are also on iTunes. Just type in Armory in the search bar at, in the podcast section. You'll find us. Our Facebook information, our Facebook page is still a little wonky. Um, but it is www.facebook.com backslash live.armory.9. And our our co-host um, this week is George Coles, and he's going to be live tweeting from his account at Heel Heat Show on Twitter. So follow George. He'll be t- live tweeting during the show. And let me bring my good friend George Coles on the air. 
George. How you doing, Laura? How you, how's everything going tonight so far? I'm going pretty well, George. I did, you know, you said last time you didn't have a moniker, so I've, I've got one for you. It's George, I put over the Indies coals. Well, thank uh, Mr. Sleeves for that. I love it, love it. Thank you, Mr. Sleeves. It was a... I thought it was a great suggestion, and I do like putting over the Indies. Who doesn't? Isn't that what we're all about here at Live from the Armory? And that's what Bob's trying to do this week. He's out, you know. I was going to say he was on his Asian tour, but I guess, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, he's out. Asian Indies scouting. You be. never know. Could be, you know. We, heck, we could have the Bullet Club on here one week. You never know. Um I don't know if I'd consider New Japan an indie. Well, true, but I bet a lot of people here in America probably would, you know? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, they're not... I I think they're about as equally... They're, and not to get too far off subject, worldwide they're more popular than TNA and probably very close to WWE, if you you were to ask Oh, yeah. I, I, I totally agree with you there, but the average American will be like, you know, that's, you know, that's Japanese Indies. <laughs> you know what I mean. And that's, that's, but, that's why we're here, so we can we can help the uh, average American broaden their horizons and see all the exactly. beautiful stuff out there not on TV. Exactly. That's what, that's what we're here for. We're, help us help you. Uh, again, our studio line is 213-816-1605. Um, if you want to call in and listen, you can do that. Just you know, kick back and listen. If you want to talk to uh, me and George or uh, Johnny Huma in the eight o'clock hour, um, just press one. Put you in the queue. I'll see you. Everything will be great. Um, we don't talk about WWE here, but I did want to mention just because um, I feel like it's worth mentioning um, that um, there was a lot of buzz on social media. Uh, about the Ultimate Warriors tribute on the WWE Network. Unfortunately, I was super busy last week, and I was not been able to see that. But I've heard nothing but um, glowing reviews uh, from that. And uh, I think the WWE did something very classy uh, in that they have been said, you know, this guy was great and we're going to pay tribute to his greatness. What do you think, George? Well, I think it's something I didn't think about when they announced the the WWE Network, and it's absolutely the perfect place for something like this. The documentary, if if you haven't seen it, I I actually watched, uh, there are four different shows. They did kind of a history of Warrior where they did the the WrestleMania six match. They did a roundtable thing. And they did kind of a documentary like what they've been putting on their DVDs. And for them to have thrown that together, because it was all new interviews for the most part, all talking about him past his life after death, it's one of the best documentaries I've seen handling wrestling ever. I would put it up there with the Hitman Heart Wrestling with Shadows documentary. Um, I'd put it up there with Beyond the Mat, with... uh, with um, Barbara City, all the all the great wrestling documentaries we've seen. The one they did on the Ultimate Warrior 
to throw it together that quickly is astounding and, and amazing how fast they got that out and how how open and honest a lot of the guys actually were. A couple of them didn't hold no punches saying, you know, we didn't get along that well, but as a person, he was a great person. And that's what I think I think everybody needs to take from it. Ultimate Warrior, the wrestler, is whatever he means to you, but Ultimate Warrior, the person, was a great human being. Right, right. And I think... I don't think it's I don't think it's distasteful to say to someone or say about someone who's passed on, look, I didn't get along with person, but I respect that who that person was. Yeah, definitely. I I thought it was it was absolutely amazing. Uh other than WrestleMania and NXT, the best thing that I've seen that they put out on the network definitely it that was the only thing I watched this month that was worth my nine ninety nine this month, and it was amazing. Uh, if you wow. if you have the WWE Network, or if you're inclined just to watch this video till the end of Friday, they're doing a free one week trial. So even if you don't want that WWE Network, go get the trial for free. Cancel it after a week and watch that documentary. It's that good that it's worth doing it. I, I definitely have got to um I've got to get on that. That that is for sure. And I know um that and like I said, we don't normally talk about WWE that much, but just because of the situations that have happened in the last couple of weeks, we're going to talk a little bit about it. And um uh, I know George that Daniel Bryan means a lot to you. And um, you know, we wanna send out our sincerest sympathies to Daniel Bryan and his family on the passing of his father. And I know, George, you wanted to say a little bit about Daniel. So the floor is yours. You go right ahead. Well, and and that's 100% correct. Uh, As wrestling fans and fans of any genre you could think of, there's, there's a select few people that actually touch you and make an impact on your life. In wrestling, there's very few of these guys, and Daniel Bryan has been one of them. Ever since the first time I seen him on one of the very first Ring of Honor shows as Bryan Danielson, I followed his career and I've watched him grow and become absolutely the best wrestler in the world and the most over wrestler in wrestling. And I feel such a such a huge connection in you know doing this. And I know Laura watching indie wrestling, which I try to watch every wrestling that's out there. Anything I could get my hands on. I'm a junkie. I'm a mark. I will admit it. I will take anything in. But having someone that you can watch go from a young kid who everybody told was too short, too small, didn't have the proper build, couldn't cut a good promo, can't talk, will never make it in the WWE, headlining WrestleMania, marrying the girl of his dreams, and then... Unfortunately, the situation with his father hits. It kind of hits you right in the gut, especially for someone like myself, and I don't want to dig up too much bad stuff. I want it to go good. So, you know, someone like myself that's lost both of my parents, it hurts seeing someone that I've never met Daniel Bryan. I'm not friends with Daniel Bryan. But watching his career, I feel a certain connection, and it hit me in the gut hearing that his father had passed away and seeing him on Monday Night Raw crying basically in the middle of the ring. 
it really hurts. And I, I just want to send all my thoughts and prayers out to Daniel Bryan, a.k.a. Bryan Danielson and his entire family. I, I know what you mean, George. Um, you and I, unfortunately, are in a club um, where people don't have um, their parents. I, I don't have either of mine. And it, I, I teared up when I saw him come out there Monday night because he pointed up to heaven and I'm like, oh, my God, I don't think I can watch this. And, I mean, I respected him before, but I have so, so much more respect for him now that he went out there and did what he had to do because um, the show must go on um, and was able to at least keep it together, you know, for lack of a better term, kept his shit together um, better than I would have. I mean, that's, that's, that is for certain. And and I, I do want to wish... Um, uh, I you know I do want to wish uh, his family you know my sincerest sympathies. Uh, my heart goes out, Daniel. Um, but like you said, you know we don't want to you know I don't want to say drag down the show, but we do want to keep things up on upbeat. Um, no, so uh, Ring of Honor has announced. Um, that it's going to jump into the realm of the pay-per-view, which I'm really excited about this because their iPay-per-view feeds were always horrible. <laughs> so um, on Sunday, June 2nd, um, they're going to uh, premiere on uh, pay-per-view, um, Best in the World from Nashville, Tennessee, and I hope to be in attendance for this because this is going to be my first um, uh, Ring of Honor show. So I am so excited for it, and it's, I'm going to be celebrating my birthday out there. So um w- want to say, you know, hats off to Ring of Honor for jumping into that. I think they're jumping into it because I think sooner or later there's going to be a big void in the pay-per-view market. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. But, you know, George, since you're our Ring of Honor uh, expert, uh, please explain uh, to our listeners, why this pay-per-view has nothing to do with a certain Philip Brooks? Well, it very much doesn't. Um, Philip Brooks, and I don't want to say he outright plagiarized it, but the Best in the World moniker was a moniker that went to a guy we were just talking about, Brian Danielson, while he was in Ring of Honor, as as his real name, Um Phil Brooks, CM Punk took it. I know him and, da- him and Daniel Bryan are good friends, so I would imagine he asked first. But Ring of Honor has been running best in the world for a couple years now. I think this is either their third or fourth fourth version of it. And it's always – they kind of wanted a, a uh, end of spring, beginning of summer, big pay-per-view or big match, eye pay-per-view at the time to kind of fill the void. As of now, they had Super Card of Honor, they had the Anniversary Show, and they had the uh, End of the Year Show Final Battle. So they put in Best of the World to basically give them one every one every quarter, and that's where the Best in the World comes from. It actually they actually started using it well before CM Punk did. They even had before they did it as a a yearly thing. They had it as the name of one of their earlier shows. So it's not 
you know, it's it's something that people now put on with CM Punk, but it's something that started in Ring of Honor. And see, that's why we have knowledgeable co-hosts like Mr. George I put over the Indies cold because he knows he's stuck. <laughs> Seriously, people. I mean, <laughs> if there was ever wrestling jeopardy, I'd want George on my team. I mean, seriously. <laughs> but um, uh, there was some uh, social media posts out there this week. Um, and, George, I'm going to let you uh, talk about that, if you will. I sure will, Mrs. Dusty. Are we going to start doing the Bob Perlins already? You got the Dusty in. How long before we talk about Kayla? Oh, it's coming, <laughs> coming. <laughs> but I digress. I just had to do that because you did the dusty. I love you, Bob. Wherever you are, whatever, whatever armory you're in tonight. I, uh, basically, it's a. Uh, what's happened is the the promotion Extreme Rising appears by all accounts has folded operations. They've canceled the three shows that they have on the horizon for this weekend. Uh, before that, Luke Cox earlier in the week, who was extreme, I believe he was the Extreme Rising champion, quit yep. the promotion. RF Video, who Rob Feinstein runs, a uh, major video distributor for the wrestling world, had backed out. Basically, they tried to squeeze RF Video, not getting too far into their story. They tried to leverage RF Video out and ended up losing RF Video and then ended up losing the promotion altogether. And sadly, the people that are running Extreme Rising, instead of being straight up about it and decent promoters, are not giving their not giving you their refunds directly. What you have to do if you bought the ticket for any of the three shows this weekend, the 25th, 26th, or 27th, you have to dispute your charges with your credit card company, which I don't know if anybody's ever done. I've had to do this in the past. It's not a quick return on it. They don't get it right back to you. They go through and they dig and they make sure they're giving you your money back for a good reason. However, out of the ashes of that, two promotions, and I know there have been a couple more, and I didn't get to write them down, but I've seen, I think Omega's doing something. Yeah, where they're they getting are. A and Jersey All-Pro as well. But the two that I've seen for sure, House of Hardcore, which is going to be, and most of the guys that you would have wanted to see on the Extreme Rising are going to be at that show. It's run by Tommy Dreamer on June 7th at the Philadelphia National Guard Armory Show, which is where these shows are ran. So if you're in the Philadelphia area and you wanted to go to Extreme Rising, go to House of Hardcore. Bring a copy of your credit card statement for a canceled ring Extreme Rising event, and they will give you $10 off the day of purchase show ticket, as well as a free autograph for anybody you want on the show. And we're talking Tommy Dreamer, Bully Ray, Devon Dudley, you know, the list goes on and on. I believe even the Hardy Boys are there, Kevin Steen's there, I mean, the who's who of the old, older ECW guys and some of the younger a newer indie talent is going to be there. So it's definitely worth it. Definitely a good thing on Tommy's behalf. Also, mm-hmm. big-time wrestling. If 
they put out, if you got a ticket to any of the Pittsburgh area shows or any of the Philadelphia shows, hell, even the WrestleMania weekend disaster from New York, we'll let you in for only 10 bucks. Tickets, discount tickets must be purchased at the door on the night of the show for either show of Big Time Wrestling Friday, April 25th at Liberty High School in Ford City, Pennsylvania, which has a 6 o'clock fan fest and an 8 o'clock bell time. Saturday the 26th at Jaffa Mosque in Altoona, Pennsylvania, has a 5 p.m. fan fest, 7 p.m. bell time. I believe there, it's only about a 45-minute drive from, from Philadelphia to get to either of these shows. So it's, you know, for, for two companies that didn't have to step up, they're really doing what's best for the, you know, the Philadelphia fans and the extreme fans. Oh, I would say, you know, like you said, they don't have to step up. And I know, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, you know, who's going to drive from Pennsylvania to North Carolina for a $5 discount? And I get that. But at least Omega said, hey, you know, you were going there. We'll, we'll cut you 5 bucks off your tickets, you know. Um, and we'll talk about Omega here in a little bit because they're, they've got a awesome card um, coming up. Uh, this weekend, um, I wish I could go. I wasn't exactly sure how far Cameron, North Carolina, was from me, but it's a little farther than what I'm willing to drive right now. So, um, anyway, um, thank you for um, looking into all that um, because I didn't know all that 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 you had found out, um, and uh, yeah, it, it's just. It's amazing to me how things work in those situations. Uh, things just don't fold up, I don't think, you know, so quickly. I would think that you would have to see the writing on the wall somewhere. But um, certainly want to wish, you know. Oh, sorry, Laura, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, 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 you go ahead, you go ahead. I could tell you from a person that was excited to see, and you know, Laura, I'm a, I'm a huge ECW fan. I'm a sucker for the reunion shows. I, I'll admit it. When I seen ECW, or I mean Extreme Rising and House of Hardcore both started out about the same time, I knew Tommy's show would be run better because Tommy's, you know, a smarter businessman. But I had, you know, it just gave me pride that these guys that I love so much and that I enjoyed watching so much would get to wrestle and be in the ECW arena again. You know, what's cooler than seeing a guy like Sabu in the ECW arena? I mean, no matter how old he gets, that's still going to be cool. It'd be like seeing Ric Flair in the Omni or seeing exactly. Dusty Rhodes in, in any of the armories in the great state of Florida. Exactly. But, you know, and it just it disappoints me, I mean, that – the thing of it is, Extreme Rising has canceled more shows than they've actually ran, which is kind of sad and pathetic if you think about it. It sure is. Um, that, that you, you know, wow. <laughs> you have canceled more than you, you know, you've actually ran. But I, I do wish Luke the best of luck. You know, he was great on our show. Um Gosh, that's in the other workers who are you know losing a payout this weekend. Uh, I feel for them as well because you know they were, I'm sure, hyped and ready to give their best performance this weekend. 
Exactly. For some of the best fans in the world. Well, I mean, hey, you know, Philly fans are, you know, I've, you know, going to get off the subject a little bit, folks. I've been turned on to ECW, and I know you're probably like, you've been turned on to ECW. I didn't watch ECW back in the day. I couldn't get it, first of all. Second of all, wasn't watching wrestling about that time that it was popular. So I've been turned on to it, been watching Raven and Tommy Dreamer, been watching that whole feud um, play out. And um, I, I got to tell you, I'm hooked. So yeah, Philly fans are have got to be some of the best in the world. No, no doubt about it. Um, speaking of somebody who's one of the best in the world, I wanted to give a shout out to former guest and king of the selfie himself, Cameron Cade. Um, he's a great worker. Um, he's got his own. Um, wrestling uh, t-shirt uh, go to prowrestlingtees.com search Cameron K buy a shirt for uh, Cameron and he makes me look forward to Sundays because uh, if you don't know you should find out that Sundays aren't selfie Sundays and Cameron never disappoints uh, on uh, selfie Sunday so just want to give a shout out to Cameron I know that he listens so um, just want to <laughs> give a shout out to him and um, before we get into PWX, uh, uh, George, I've got a call, and um, I believe he's going to probably have plenty to say. So uh, let's take this call, George. Eight six four, you're on with. Uh, <laughs> I get George, it out. George, George, George. <laughs> this is this yes, Mr. Slees, George. How are you? How are you doing, I'm doing well, my friend. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. Uh, you know, just listening in, listening to you talk about ECW and how you enjoy the reunion shows and everything. You look forward to those. But in a sense, didn't TNA kill reunion shows for ECW when they did it? Didn't they kill oh, it? Yeah. it the first one it. was good. The first one was good. I enjoyed the low-light setting like you were almost in an armory. Hint, hint. The show name. <clears throat> But, um, you know, I enjoyed the low-light setting that they did for the first one. Then they went on to do a lot of crappy other ones, you know. Uh, I, agree. I mean, it's I'm like not, everybody, tries to, everybody tries to, you know, in a sense, uh, to me, and, I mean, this is just my opinion, and I'll probably get unbooked for my opinion, but it's my opinion, <laughs> so I'm going to say it. I think that a lot of, a lot of people, they, they want – ECW to work, and they want to do these reunion shows, and they want, but in in the sense, they're just trying to make a buck off of it. It's never going to be the same feel as it was back in the day. And, and you're one hundred percent correct, and and I agree with everything you say. However, if you were to put on an ECW reunion show within a three-hour drive of me, or even a five-hour drive of me, I'd be there in a nanosecond, knowing <laughs> that it's not going to be good. Just just to see, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like you remember that old high school girlfriend that you had that you thought you were in love with, but now you look at her pictures on Facebook just to see how she turned out. Kind of like that kind of. Well, me, I never really had a girlfriend in high high school. You know, just had a bunch of one nighters. If you know what I mean. So I'm <laughs> every girl was my girlfriend. Good every God. girl, every girl was my girlfriend for at least an hour and a half. <laughs> what, are you sure it was that long? 
Well, like like we had a talk on that post, you know, they're lucky if they get invited to the car. I know, I know. (laughs) And we'll talk about that a little later as well. But uh, I I wanted to congratulate you, uh, please, on getting booked. You're going to make your XWW debut. Yep. So let's talk about that a little bit. Please is hitting the road a lot coming up in May. I don't think I have a free day. Uh, no, um, I finally got um, I got on with the XWW. Uh, I think it's Indian um, Indian Trail Road, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's uh, Indian Trail, North Carolina. Indian Trail, North Carolina. See, see, I'm glad I didn't post that video up now. I, I feel like an idiot. Um, you know, uh, that, it's going to be a really fun show. I've, I've heard a lot of good things about the company, and I'm actually really excited to debut down there and uh, see what mischief I can get into. Oh, uh, if I know you, it'll be plenty. And then I'm getting milestoned. What's up with that? Uh, no, finally, right? I know I might. I'm actually going to make it this time. So uh, you're going to love it. It's, yeah, I'm going to be in I Charlotte. Think, I'm going to be in North Carolina a lot. Yes, you are. And we're going to talk about um, our good friend Fireball's uh, birthday batch, which I'm going to do my damnedest to come because after the little um, <laughs> discussion we had on Facebook today, can't wait for that. But, um, yeah, you're a busy man, and I'm really incredibly happy that you are so busy uh, for May, and of course, and I have, and I will say this first online on the radio right now. I sent in my resume to Russell Cade, so okay, uh, hopefully, I get a, hopefully I get a, um, a message all, uh, through my uh, email because I sure sure as hell forgot to put my phone number down. <laughs> Well, I just got to know, how could they possibly leave you off after how great you were last year? That's what I'm saying. People like Russell King doing the booking, you cannot leave this man off this off the show. He was one of the highlights. He just sure was. Well, my, my ego is better now. I will let you all get back to talking. Woo-hoo! <laughs> all right, please. Um, if you want to jump back in, just let me know, okay? All right. All right. Gotta love Mr. Sleeve. Oh, yeah, you do. You do. He's great. Um, and we'll get to that little discussion that he and I had on. He and I and a bunch of others had on Facebook today. It got really interesting really quickly. Um, I want to talk a little bit uh, now, George, about what happened at PWX this past weekend. Um, I'm not going to go into all the matches, uh, because there's one match that I really want to talk about, and that was uh, my BFF, Caleb Conley, taking on Cedric Alexander. And this match was the main event Friday night, last Friday night, at Gate City Battle in Greensboro, North Carolina. PWX made their debut in in Greensboro. Um, my good friend, James Strong Style Shaver, everybody's got a moniker, um, was in attendance, and I want to thank him for the info. He updated us all on his Facebook page after every match. He's PWX's number one fan, hands down. Um, so 
he told me, and because I wasn't uh, able to attend, unfortunately, um, referee Mitch Blaylock was bumped into, and so he disqualified Caleb for hitting him. Well, Cedric Alexander flips out and hits everybody, including PWX owner and previous Armory guest, uh, Brian Kanabrowski. Some people are saying that perhaps Cedric can't beat Caleb, that he's losing his edge, and this inability to beat Caleb is, you know, basically got the best of Cedric. Um, I happen to like both men. I think they're both incredible wrestlers. Um, If you guys haven't seen either of them um, wrestle, uh, you need to go to pwxprowrestling.com and check out their, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, it's Vimeo, I think, or Vimeo. Um, They have a, a streaming site there, and you know, it's free, but, you know, float them some money. You know, five bucks, one dollar, whatever. Every time you look at a, every time you watch a video, you should at least give them something because they're, they're putting this up technically for free, but PWX needs support. They need your support. If you want PWX to continue, you need to support them. Um, and that also includes buying their merchandise. They have some merchandise on their website. Um, it's a couple of T-shirts, a Country Jack T-shirt, which I have. Bought it at WrestleCade from PWX. Um, so, yeah, we all, we're all the time talking about supporting indie wrestling. We need to put our money where our mouths are. We need to well, pony up, you know. I definitely agree, especially with a company that's putting out as much great, great product as PWX does. It doesn't, it doesn't cost much to buy a T-shirt, you know, throw a little bone here and there. Or like you said, I believe on your, you said on their Vimeo, they have where you can donate money. Donate a dollar here or two. You don't have to donate $50, $100. Every little bit counts. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when you do a March and Dimes telethon or you do any other telethon. You give a little bit for a company that's, you know, this isn't TNA. This isn't WWE. They're not backed by multi-billion dollar corporations. They're backed by people that love wrestling just like we do and want to give out the best product that they can. Right, and unless they get the support, you know, from their fans like that, um, they can't. They can't go. They can't go on. Exactly. Um, folks, folks, I implore you to support PWX because um, I love PWX. And if you've never watched it, you need to take the time to do so because um, there are a lot of people, if you watch Ring of Honor, you'll see some familiar faces in PWX. If you watch Evolve or Dragon Gate, you'll see some familiar faces or CZW. Or if you go to any of the, the Carolinas, you know, indie circuit, you know, that don't have, you know, eye pay per views. You'll see some familiar faces. And, you know, these guys are just out there, they're trying to live their dream. And I am 110% behind someone who's actually trying to live their dream. So, you and know. 
even go a little bit further, go to PWX and watch them now because five years from now you're going to be watching them on WWE. You're exactly right. The two people we just talked about, Cedric Alexander and Caleb Conley, I have no doubt whatsoever that you're going to see them in WWE sooner than later. So if you want to see them... Exactly. If you want to see them and get to know them, um, because at PWX, go right up to them and talk to them. You're not going to be able to do that at WWE. And um, kind, of, kind so. of like what I touched on, touched on with the Daniel Bryan thing, seeing him go from from a guy that was not thought of as anything to being the best wrestler in the world. You easily could find pull half this roster. Andrew Everett, John Schuyler, worst-case scenario, Lance Lude, Los Bandejos. Half of the roster, if not 90% of the roster, is the future of wrestling. Guys like Country Jack, Drew Myers. I mean, it's it's where it's at, at least on the East Coast for wrestling. You're going to see a bunch of young, hungry guys that are about to take over the business. And like like you said, you could go up to them and approach them, make friendships with the guys that in a few years are going to be seeing dominating television shows all over on every every major pro wrestling thing, whether it be WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor. Half of them have gone to Ring of Honor already. Yep. And, you know, in global force with uh, Jeff Jarrett, I wouldn't be surprised if Jeff Jarrett pulls half this roster to make out a new X division in global force wrestling. I, I wouldn't be surprised either. And, you know, going back to, you know, being able to go up to them, I gave Caleb Conley two packs of Sour Patch Kids at the last Ziggy show. I mean, (laughs) are you going to be able to do that? I mean, Cedric Alexander was like, you're going to wear that T-shirt for the rest of the night. And I'm like, I can't, Cedric, because it says kick the kill. And if Caleb sees me with it on, I can't do that. And so, I mean, where are you going to be able to, you know, have a rapport with someone like that? You're not going to be able to with WWE because they're not going to let you near them. You know, exactly. it's just support PWX folks. Um, I've only been a PWX fan for probably about six or eight months, but I know people that have followed this wrestling promotion since the get-go, and they have a lot invested. And I'm not saying that I don't, but they certainly have a lot invested in this um, promotion. So uh, just go out and support PWX, uh, uh, Uh They have an app. It's a free app. Go download the app. Uh, if you're watching some of their videos on, is it Vimeo? Is that what it's called, George? Because I don't, I'm, you know, I don't. I, I've only seen it type, so. So, yeah, I, I mean, it sounds good to me. Vimeo sounds all right. Bye, my okay. Sounds good to me, too. And, I mean, give them some money, you know, because this, this is a business. You know, it's not it, things aren't free. You know, really, they're not. But uh, as of right now, PWX has two scheduled events in May, uh, Saturday, May 24th at Club Hush in Charlotte, North Kakalaki and Sunday, May 25th at Ziggy's in Winston-Salem, which is where I go to see them. I will be there on the stage. And my good friend Jeff Williams, who did our intro, our new intro, he will be joining me for his first PWX show. 
So, um, also awesome. want to talk about, yeah, yeah, he's um, he's an uh, old school wrestling fan, been wanting to see PWX, so uh, turning the world on to PWX, one person at a time. Um, wanted to talk about something that I'm going to on the 24th, which is this upcoming Saturday. Uh, whoops. Wrong day. Uh, wanted to talk about something I'm com- I'm going to this upcoming Saturday in Salem, Virginia. It is called Star City WrestleFest, and um, it's going to be at the Salem Civic Center. All proceeds, or actually a portion of the proceeds, will benefit the Children's Miracle Network. Um, such stars are going to have like a fan fest that morning, and then they're going to have wrestling that afternoon. John Cena Sr. is going to be there. <laughs> Yeah, is Bob Orton going to be there as well? Yes, Bob Orton is going to be there. (laughs) Who knows? I mean, this is like one for the ages, folks. Um, Jimmy Cornette's going to be there. I've got to meet Jimmy Cornette. I've got to. Um, The boogeyman, Jimmy Valiant, is going to be there. Uh, Boogie is a great guy. Met him several times. He's He's got a wrestling school in Charlottesville, Virginia. Uh, which is not far from Roanoke. Michael Elgin, Kyle O'Reilly, um, Roanoke, Virginia native, which is just up the road from uh, Salem. Tony Atlas is going to be there. Tommy Wildfire Rich is going to be there. That, to me, is probably, if the Jim Cornette thing, I mean, when are you going to see Tommy Wildfire Rich? I don't see him a lot on the, you know, the fan fest circuit. Do you, George? Um, not not that often, and yeah, it's it's definitely a, a surprise to hear his name out there. A guy, you know, who's been everywhere and done everything that you could possibly do in professional wrestling, including being the NWA World Heavyweight Champion when that still meant something. Exactly, and his feud with uh, Buzz Mad Dog Sawyer that is legendary. And if you guys don't know who these two people are, go Google them, get on YouTube, and watch some of those matches that he and Buzz Sawyer had. Brutal. Absolutely, positively brutal. Um, You can find all the information out at www.starcitywrestlefest.com. I believe the only way you can purchase tickets is through the Salem Civic Center box office. I think they have a phone number on there. So if you're in the Roanoke, Salem, Virginia area, or where I'm from, too, get your butt to WrestleFest on Saturday. So I'm going to turn over um, some announcements to you, George. So uh, take it away. Okay. The first one we want to go through is AI Wrestling, Friday, April 25th, 7.30 bell time, Colonel's Hall in Cleveland, Ohio. Scheduled to appear Michael Elgin versus Colin Delaney. Athena versus Nikki Storm, Alex Shelley versus Tim Donst, Tyson Ducks versus Shane Hollister, plus many more. Tickets and info at www.aiwrestling.com. Definitely a card to want to check out, especially for those of you in the uh, in the Ohio area that were planning to go to Extreme Rising this weekend. Check that out over over in Cleveland. Be a a great indie show for you guys. Also, we got Danger Zone Sports, Saturday, April 22nd, 7.30 bell time. 
the Salvation Army Boys and Girls Club in Wilson, North Carolina. And it's a it's an indie promotion with a lot of heart, a lot of great stuff going on there. Go out and check them out. And Laura, I'll go over to you. I know you have a couple you wanted to mention. Yeah, Wilson, North Carolina is not too far from where I live. Um, I really need to – I need a – You'd like to win the lottery, George. Um, we'll talk about NWA Houston, Saturday, April 26, 7.30 bell time, the VFW Post 8905 in Cypress, Texas. Scheduled to appear, Steve Anthony, Tim Storm, Byron Wilcott, Barbie Hayden, and more. You can check out all that info at www.nwahouston.com. We'll talk about Omega Championship Wrestling. It's Chaos and Cameron at the Union Pines High School, 7.30 bell time, Cameron, North Carolina. It is the Hardy Boys reunion. Jeff and Matt are getting the band back together and going to go against our favorite people in the whole world just about, George, the Briscoes. And that's that's one. That's a tag team dream match right there. The Briscoe brothers versus the Hardy brothers. What more can you want? Yeah. At the Multi Um, brothers that we got. We got a three-way dream match. <laughs> Mulky Mania running wild. Um, there's more people on there, and I know that uh, Bob's going to love me for talking about this. Caleb Connolly's going to be on that show. Um, I know that he, I can't remember who, it's, it's a six-man match. It's him and two other people versus the Bravados and someone else, and I do apologize for not knowing. I did it one time, um, but, you know, of course, I wish I could go because, I mean, the Briscoes, Bravados, and Caleb, George, I might not have made it back had I gone. I might have exploded. I mean, right there. Well, I mean, that's the, I guess it's a good thing that you didn't go. Uh, we're going to need you to, to host the show next week with Bob. You know, someone has to keep Bob in line. Or, or it's me, a full-time job. It is. <laughs> I, I could definitely understand it, and you, you know we don't need you exploding, especially at a, a mega show. I mean, explode somewhere else. Uh, maybe, maybe a millennium, millennium that actually might fit in, fit in if you exploded there. They True. could put it into a gimmick. They, certainly, but there's good stuff going on in Ome- oh, at Omega. I think Shane Helms might be teaming with the Bravados. That just came to mind. I'm not sure though. But um, also, uh, NWA Mid-Atlantic legend Bob Cottle, so long fans, so long for now. I mean, if you, I watched Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling growing up, and Bob Cottle was like Gordon Soley for me. Great announcer. I mean, the, the, the interaction he had with the wrestlers, priceless. Um, he's going to be there, and that right there would probably worth you know, go on if you've never seen Bob Cottle. You can check out all the info at www.omegalives.com. Definitely, definitely worth checking out. Some other ones that I, I wanted to mention as well, we got Pro Wrestling Express, a different PWX. This one's out of Pennsylvania. A double shot weekend this weekend, Saturday, April 26th, 7.30 bell time. PWX record. Wrestleplex, say that three times fast, in McKeesport, Pennsylvania. Three-way dance for the PWX title. Jack Pollock versus Seth Allen versus Ryan Reigns. Also scheduled Taylor, Tanner, 
See, I messed up one word. I'm going to mess them all up. Also scheduled <laughs> Tanner Reynolds, Brittany Force, Bobby Beverly, and many more. Followed by the next night, April 27th, 1 p.m. bell time. This is a day show, probably one that you could bring the kids to. You got scheduled to appear Casey Stone, Cassidy Stone, Matthew Justice, Jack Pollock, and many more. Info available at www.pwxwrestling.org. Make sure you put in the dot .org because that will take you to a different thing than .com would. Exactly. Um, we've got Pro Wrestling Syndicate on Saturday, April 26th, 8 p.m. bell time. Center Circle Soccer Dome in, is it Rahway, New Jersey? Uh, scheduled to, I can't even blame Bob on this because I'm the one that uh, picked all this. Scheduled to appear, Lance Hoyt. Danny Mass, Eddie Kingston, who is absolutely fabulous if you guys haven't seen Eddie Kingston. Uh, Devon Moore, Homicide. Everybody knows who Homicide is. And more. You can find more information at www.bedofnails.com backslash PWS Home. Nails. Oh. Remix Pro Wrestling, Saturday, April 26, 8 p.m. bell time at the Marietta Middle School in Marietta, Ohio. Scheduled to appear. Now, this sounds absolutely fantastic. AJ Styles, Kevin Steen, Adam Pierce. When do you see Adam Pierce on this side of the Mississippi? Not a whole lot. Uh, the Honky Tonk Man. I'm cool. I'm cocky. I'm bad. Uh, previous uh, show guest, uh, Sassy Steph. Cheerleader Melissa, Athena, and many more. For information, go to www.remixprowrestling.com. See, I started us down, Matt, by uh, misspelling one word and saying one word. Now we're both doing it. (laughs) You started a trend, George. (laughs) Last one I wanted to mention was uh, CW's, I'm sorry, see, now I'm doing it again. CZW Combat Zone Wrestling presents Infinity. Sunday, April 27th, doors open at 3.30 p.m. at the Fet Music Hall in Providence, Rhode Island. Scheduled to appear, CZW champion Drew Gulak versus Biff Busick, uh, Shane Strickland, Joe Gacy, Danny Havoc, Matt Tremont, Masada, Kimberly, and many others. This event is going to be filmed for a DVD release. More information at www.czw or czwrestling.com. Definitely worth checking that one out, too, especially if you're a fan of the hardcore, which we've already discussed that I am. Uh, A guy like Masada is probably one of the premier hardcore wrestlers in America right now, along with our good friend Terry F. in Houston. Yep. Two of the the proponents of the style, two of the guys keeping it alive and keeping it hardcore out out there. Most certainly. And... um... I'd like to see Terry Houston on a CZW card. Just my opinion. Definitely. I don't know uh, why it hasn't happened yet. Book it, George. Hey, if I were if I worked for CZW, he would be on every single show, and he'd probably get a world title. I love Terry. He's a great guy and a great wrestler. Terry is a I great guy. And I know Sleeves is still listening. Sleeves would be on every show. I love Sleeves, too. Heck, the whole Burke County boys. Might as well call it five dollars CZW. I'm bringing after the five dollar roster in. 
I'd buy a ticket, that's for sure. Um, my good buddy, Justin Fireball, who is an independent wrestler in North and South Carolina, he is the current XWW Hardcore Champion, uh, also wrestles for Milestone Wrestling. He is having a birthday bash. Uh, he will be hosting a Grindhouse show. There will be wrestling, a Ms. Grindhouse contest, go-go dancers, and live bands, and who knows what else. Uh, the event will be held at the Tremont Music Hall in Charlotte, North Kakalaki, on Friday, May 2nd. At 7 p.m. This is an 18 and over show, folks. So if you got kids, you might want to get you a babysitter because this is not going to be a place for kids. Um, Mr. Sleeve has told me and uh, everyone else on Facebook who will listen that he is going to be the sleaziest he's ever been in his whole entire life. So um, that right there is going to be uh, worth the price of admission for me. Um, I've been invited to the back seat. I'm not sure the back seat of what, but I have been. Um, so, uh, uh, interested in seeing what's going to go on. Um, the tickets are going to be 12 bucks. I think that's a pretty good bargain for all of that, if you ask me. Just me. Um, our good friends of the show, Big Donnie and Little Donnie, Terry F. in Houston, Mike Levy, and, of course, we said Mr. Sleeve, will be there, and they're going to be in matches. There's going to be a Hell on Speed match. There's going to be a um, loser gets 10, la- 10 cane shots. I think that's what it's called. I'm not sure. But um, you can go to Justin Fireball's Facebook page. Just type in Justin Fireball, and I'm sure he'll friend you. You can find out all the information there. Um, and I'm going to do my best to be there, and I just want to say what happens in Tremont stays in Tremont. At least now, I Laura, I, I, have, I have to ask you, are you going to get into the Mrs. Grindhouse contest? <laughs> no. You should see the contestants for that, for that Mrs. Grindhouse. I, they are absolutely I, I, gorgeous. I have. I have. He's, uh, he's been posting them on his Facebook uh Throughout the week, I've seen a few of them, and no dis no disrespect to them, but the the, the real reason why you wouldn't get in there is because there'd be no competition if you did. <laughs> you are too kind, George. Let me tell you, you're way too kind. But those girls, I'm not even in their league at all, seriously, because they're just like absolutely, positively gorgeous and. No, there's just no way, <laughs> but I appreciate that. But I plan on having a good time um, there, and um, my BFF, Josie's going to go with me. Uh, she's a guest on uh, last week's show, so we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a really good time. We're going to all sleaze up a little bit. There's going to be some yeah. uh, ki- kissing booths. He and Justin Fireball are going to have uh, kissing booths, so it's going to be interesting. Now you may want to take the batteries out of out of Josie's cameras before you go. You might not want to want the world to see what what happens there. Yeah, because what like I said, what happens in Tremont stays in Tremont because I got a feeling this is going to be one for the ages, folks. So if you're going to be in the Charlotte, North Carolina area next week, next Friday night, come on down to the Tremont Music Hall. Um, and see a spectacle like I don't think you're ever going to see again. Um, 
Justin's a great guy. He loves you who. Uh, he's a great wrestler. He's been super nice to me. I've never met him. I'm looking forward to meeting him. Uh, it just seems like it's going to be a really good time if you love wrestling, love music. The music looks to be on the heavy metal side, but hey, you know, music, you know, there's going to be go-go dancers there for the guys, and uh, this is Grindhouse Contest, and he's adding new ladies tonight. Um, so hey, you know, come on down to the Tremont Music Hall next um <laughs> next uh Friday night and you know hey have you uh, you know I'm going to have a ball uh I'm sure you know come you know come come find me you live with me so hey you know um going to be a good time going to be a good time all I'm going to say Lord all I'm going to say Lord for for me and Bob's sanity cuz you know we both look at you as kind of like a sister Kind of stay around Donnie and, and Terry. Let them guys take care of you. Because if it's going to be a, if it's going to be that much fun, I don't know. I don't know where you might end up. You may end up in somebody's hotel room. You've already been invited to the back seat of a car. You know. <laughs> well, on that note, stay, George, stay I'm around the, the, I, I'll, I'll stay promise you, I'll stay. I will stay near the Burton County boys, I promise you, because they've always taken care of me. We've got a caller on the line, and I do believe it is our guest, so I don't want to keep him waiting. So let's get him on here. So hold on just a second here. Mr. Yuma. Hey, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. How about you? Uh, you going pretty good. This is Laura. Um, of course, you've called in from live from the Armory and with me is my co-host, my special co-host, uh, George. I put over the Indies, Cole. Awesome. Doing, George? Hello, George. I'm hey, doing good, guys. I have seen where you have uh, promoted us um, this week on Twitter, and you just sent out a tweet. And since you were talking about shooting on people, uh, why don't we go ahead and get into that, uh, Mr. Uh, Human? Let's talk about... Um, who do you want to shoot on tonight? Uh, how about how about Peter Avalon? Hey, floor's yours. Oh, the floor is mine. I just say whatever I want. Yeah, it's your dime. Nah, he's he's not worth he's not worth the airtime. Let's just leave it. Peter's a goof. We'll leave it at that, and let's get into you know whatever else you guys want to talk about. I, I was just I, I was just kidding. I'm, I would never do. I would never speak ill. Of uh, my colleagues, that's not like me at all. Not, 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 not at all. But uh, with us, ladies and gentlemen, is Mr. John Huma, uh, star, star of uh, Championship Wrestling uh, from Hollywood, and um, he mm-hmm. is joining us tonight. And I want to thank you for taking the time to join us, um, and uh, appreciate you coming on the show. And just want to say, you know, first of all, you know, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I, I did this did come at kind of a kind of an interesting time. Uh, I just finished running and eating tuna and doing dishes, so I just did three of my least favorite things in a row. So uh, normally I would be in a foul mood, but you know I appreciate you guys having me on and wanting to hear what I have to say. So uh, I'm actually in a good mood. Well, we like that. We don't want you in a foul mood because oh. We're all in a good mood here at the Armory because there's never a bad seat here. Um, let's talk about um, 
what was it like being around uh, William Moody, Percy Pringle, and what are your thoughts on his WWE Hall of Fame induction? Um, it was it was really interesting to be around uh, Percy because uh, when he first showed up, <clears throat> it was kind of unexpected. Uh, he actually showed up at first to a uh, Mach 1 wrestling show in Anaheim where we used to wrestle every Friday night right by Disneyland. And he was, I believe it was the night before our, one of our earlier sets of Hollywood tapings. And he kind of was just out of the you know. I went, out, I went to the locker room and there he was. There was Paul Bear sitting there. And uh, he had tweeted at me a few times, but I didn't think he would know who I was. And then he just, you know, all of a sudden he just shouted, oh, you Mabuma. And I was like, whoa, he knows who I am. And from for some reason, for whatever reason, he took a liking to me. He used to, uh, he would interrupt production meetings and say hi to me real loud when he walked in just to kind of, you know, I don't know, embarrass me or I don't know what. But he would, you know, he would play jokes on everybody. Uh, he was great to have around. He and I used to watch Storage Wars uh, every Sunday at the Hollywood tapings in the locker room. He, he and I would always share a locker room and watch Storage Wars. And he would pull more pranks on me. Like uh, one time he he ate one of the white cookies and he blamed it on this this guy that nobody really likes. So of course I believe that it was that guy. But uh, <laughs> it, it, it ended up being him. He knew how much I wanted that Subway cookie. I was saving it for after my match. He knew how excited I was. And uh, he ate it and blamed it on that on a, this doofus that nobody liked. So when I found out, I didn't find out until like probably almost a year later that it was him and not not the other guy. So he was always having fun and he was super kind to everybody in the locker room and always willing to give advice. Uh, a lot of guys weren't. I don't think they took advantage of him being there as much as they should have. You know, obviously he's got an incredible mind for wrestling. And he was so willing to help, but I don't know if people were intimidated by him or didn't think he could help them, but I picked his brain every every chance I got, and I got to know him really well. So it was, very, it was, it was tough when he passed, and uh, it was definitely nice to see him go into the Hall of Fame this year. Yeah, I find that strange that, you know, nobody would try to pick his brain because, I mean, if you weren't familiar with him as Percy Pringle in world class, you know, surely people would have, you know, recognized him as Paul Bear, uh, you know, with The Undertaker. That's just, that's insane. I mean, some, some guys did, but just for the fact that we have a, you know, very young locker room for the most part, uh, we have, mm-hmm. you know, obviously some really experienced guys to kind of lead the way, but for the most part, there was enough, there's more, you know, young up-and-comers than, than like, guys that have been around, so for most of them to not really pick his brain, I thought that was kind of a, you know, that's that's their loss, you know, but whatever. That is true. That that surely is their loss. And you were talking about Storage Wars. I happen to be a big Storage Wars fan myself, so um, who's your favorite on Storage Wars? I can't remember his name. Barry. Because he just makes me, he just looks like Ric Flair, and I just think it's funny that he wastes his money and stuff. He's my favorite by far. I love Barry. It's funny because Barry, Barry looks like Rick or looks like Rick Flair, and then I think, um, what's the husband and wife? Brandy and Jared. 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 Jared, Jared, Jared looks like Road Dog to me. So I just I don't know. I just thought it was funny that two guys look like wrestlers on there. You know, I've never thought about that. I have never thought about that. But now that you say that, 
he does look like a road dog, and Barry has a different car every week. So, yeah, oh, I love some of his little cars. I don't know. That's a great show. That's a good show. It is a great show, and I'll never be able to watch it the same with you telling me that. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> do you have any words of advice for Sean Ricker after signing his developmental deal with WWE? Because I know Sean did a lot of work in championship wrestling from Hollywood. Uh, words of advice? No, not not for him. He's you know he's a total package. He, he can talk. He, he can talk the talk, walk the walk. He looks great. He was very close with Percy. He had him guiding him the whole way through championship wrestling from Hollywood. And uh, Ricker's actually been around for a long time. He was, <clears throat> I think he wrestled for Heartland Wrestling as Dick Rick, um, probably mid-2000s. And, in fact, I actually learned a lot from him. I used to, I used to work out with him sometimes. And, uh, you know, I, I wrestled him quite a few times. And, you know, I learned a lot from him. So I, there's nothing I could tell him except, you know, I hope, I hope he's a... Uh, you know, I hope he's happy that he that he, you know, got a contract. And maybe to remember you when they're talking about, you know, hey, do you know anyone else that would like to come? Oh yeah, of course. Always put me <laughs> over. Everyone, everyone ever should put me over. And also, they should also buy my shirts. So that would be great. ProWrestlingTees dot com slash Rockness. Exactly. And um, speaking of Rockness, I have a caller. Do you mind taking a caller? I think he's got a question or wants to talk to you about um, that. Do you mind? No, of course, as long as I can hear him. (laughs) Okay, hold on just a second. Sleaze, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you? How are you doing today, uh, Mr. Yuma? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, honestly, me being a wrestler, you know, um, I, I had a few questions. Uh, I, when I started getting in, uh, when I first saw you, I saw you in PW, uh, PWG. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, the first, when I first watched the first tag team to really get me intrigued in watching that was you and Johnny Goodtime being the Rock Nest Monsters. Um how do y'all do? Do you do that nonstop now, or is it just anytime y'all get the chance, y'all are doing it? Uh, what Rockness? Yeah, are y'all still doing it more everywhere else, or? Yeah, I mean Rockness is pretty much our main our main deal. I don't think I've had a singles match in months. Uh, we wrestle as Rockness in in San Diego, Las Vegas. Uh, in San Diego for OWA, it's a Lucha Libre company, and we're like we're the only uh, American or the only white guys. Um, <laughs> and then in Las, Ve- in Las Vegas, we uh, we team there uh, for Future Stars of Wrestling, and we're currently spoiler alert. Unless you've seen my Instagram and my Twitter and pretty much anything else I boast on, uh, we just won the Hollywood Heritage Tag Team Titles on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and that should air uh, maybe this week or next. So, yeah, Rock, Rockness is the is our bread and butter. That's that's what we do. That's that's our main focus is us as a team. Uh, I love tag team wrestling. So does he. <clears throat> and uh, you know, there's more. It's becoming popular again thanks to guys like the Young Bucks and uh, teams like them, kind of really bringing tag team wrestling back into the you know kind of main focus. And so. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's the main thing. You can see us almost anywhere as, as the Rockness Monsters, as opposed to seeing either of us on our own. We both do a couple things on our own, but for the most part, it's Rockness all the way. All right, uh, that's good. 
Um, also, uh, another question. I know I noticed uh, seeing you a little bit on TNA. Is that stint done, or is it? Uh, can we expect to see you more in TNA? Um, I mean, who knows? You never know. Uh, that was just uh, they just brought me in to be a part of the X Division tournament and the pay per view. Um, nothing, nothing really came of it except for you know I got a really good experience. I learned a lot. Um, you know, uh, but who knows? You know, if, if they'll use Peter Avalon, they'll use anybody. Ah, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, hold, hold on just a second. I just got a tweet from Peter Avalon. Uh, he called you a bitch, Johnny. Oh. Well, yeah. if I wasn't on my phone or if I used Twitter on the computer like a caveman, I would tweet back at him that he's a bitch. <laughs> Awesome, awesomeness. Um, you got another question, please? Uh, yes. Um, since you uh, since you are around uh, the uh, champions of Hollywood and everything like that, uh, give, send a message to somebody for me. Okay, uh, I might be able to do that. Let uh, let Joey Ryan know that Mr. Sleeves from um, this side of the uh, this side of the U.S. is uh, calling him out. I'll make sure to do that. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Sleeves. I appreciate it. I thought his name was Sleeves, like long-sleeved shirt this whole time. No. I thought his name was Sleeves. <laughs> no, it's Sleeves. Uh, he goes by Mr. Sleeves. Uh, I'm probably going to call him Mr. Sleeves from now on. <laughs> so you're going to tell Joey Ryan that Mr. Sleeves has got his uh, number, right? Yeah, and he's probably just going to think that's like a suit place or like some kind of tailor, or some, somebody who works with shirts, but. <laughs> that is just about the best thing I've heard all day. Um, I'm, a little hard, because... I'm a little hard of hearing, so I misunderstood. I guess I misunderstood his <laughs> name. Well, you know, that's just, I think that's just priceless, so. Uh... <laughs> and speaking of, you know, some West Coast folk, um, do you think that West Coast workers are getting the attention that they deserve in wrestling? Um, I mean, yes and no. Uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood is, is a national TV program. A lot of people don't realize that, and some of them don't want to realize it for whatever reason, but uh, Mad TV is a national channel. Anyone with direct TV can watch Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and they're one of the most popular television providers in the entire in the entire country, you know? True. Direct TV is True. available in every or oh, I think every single state in at least some chunk. So um in that term, in in that respect, uh, you know, West Coast wrestlers get more exposure than plenty of others. But there's there's such a such a concentration of pro wrestling in like the northeast and even the South, that, that gets a lot of attention because those guys there, um, there's, there's, so many, there's so many wrestlers, too. There's, not, there's nowhere near as many on the West Coast because there's hardly any schools. There's, you know, very few solid promotions. So there's a lot more wrestlers, and as a result, they have to work that much harder to be on shows, and as a result, they have to be that much, they have to get that much better all the time. So that's why... Um, you know, they, they stand out a lot and I think get more attention. There's not there's not very much competition on the West Coast to, to get better. You know, there, there was at one point, 
but um you know I, I don't know it's 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 a little bit interesting you know i don't i don't know if people know about a lot of the other promotions in the west coast that are that are pretty solid but you know pwg championship wrestling from hollywood even future stars wrestling in vegas you know those are those are great promotions with great product either great production or fantastic wrestling or both so uh i don't know it, it's no, no, that's kind of a weird question. I, I think it's it all depends on who you're asking. I'll blame Bob for that weird question because that was his question. Uh, he's not here, so he can't take it for himself. Um, no, no I, I'm I'm too you know a little you know ignorant of what's going on on the West Coast just because you know I live on the East Coast. I do know about Championship Wrestling from Hollywood thanks to Colt Cabana and Adam Pierce, uh, and I know oh, about PWG. Yeah. And I did not recognize that name from Las Vegas. What was that name again? It's called Future Stars of Wrestling. It's they're they're a real great promotion with, with like some of the best production of anywhere I've wrestled. <clears throat> you know, in terms of uh, the setup, it's got a real you know professional feel to it. And they use a lot of you know they use a lot of top stars and great wrestlers. They use Brian Cage. He's on almost all the shows. Rock Ness, of course. They've used the likes of. Tony Nice, Matt Hardy is is one of, is a mainstay there now. Kenny King, that's that was you know, that's one of his home, that's his home turf other than TNA of course. So um, yeah, they got a lot of good things going. It's a promotion I think people should check out. They put up their full TV shows on on YouTube. Uh, I believe it's Future Stars of Wrestling LV maybe on YouTube. I'm not positive, but people should definitely check them out. Well, I, I certainly will. It sounds like um, a lot of great stuff going on there. Like I said, I was. I'd never even heard of it, but uh, maybe that'll be my new wrestling obsession. Um, I wanted to ask you, who came up with the I Hate Johnny Yuma thing? That was stupid Peter and Ray. I I, I don't even really know how it happened, but it's kind of snowballed. They were talking shit on Twitter. Pardon my French or swearing. You say whatever you want to. Yeah, say whatever you want. All right. Well, those those goofs blamed a, a little mishap on me and started saying that they hated me and didn't want to work with me. And the fans took to it and started bringing signs and started chanting. Uh, you know, there were shirts. And oh. it just kind of snowballed into this big thing where everybody hates me and I don't really care because I'm still booked everywhere. So who cares? And you're one half of the tag champion, so haters gonna hate, exactly. right? Exactly. Haters gonna hate, and I spell I'll spell those with the number eight. That's how much I don't care. I love it. I love it. I, I think you should like put that on a shirt. That I don't. I don't even care enough to spell the full, full word. I'll, I just use numbers. Yeah, I, I love it. I love that. I, I think you ought to put it on a shirt. Seriously. <laughs> That might be a little wordy for a shirt, but I'll, I'll, I'll figure out something about it. Um, we'll talk a little bit about Matt Stryker and uh, what has he brought to uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood that maybe was missing. He brought uh, a different view and a lot of new knowledge uh, to you know to us. So. I've seen some, um, you know, he did a wrestling school down at High Spots uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I saw that. 
and it, he's absolutely brilliant. Um, has he worked with the talent in that in that way? I think we may have lost him more. I think we may have too. Uh, what is going on here? Are you Am with us, Johnny? Yeah. I'm so sorry. You, I, I do apologize. Blog Talk Radio is a little wonky sometimes. Um, I do apologize for that because we couldn't hear anything if you were saying something. <laughs> so, um, oh, okay. I do for I now? do apologize for that. But you're on the air now, and I had asked a question, you know, um, or I said, you know, uh, I might have even, you might have even gotten cut off in mid-sentence, but, um, you know, Matt did a uh, wrestling uh, clinic down at High Spots uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Has he done anything like that with you guys at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood? I mean, he's he, he's he's just always there to answer a question, you know, when you know, he's always willing to help and uh, help help anybody out, give any advice. And, you know, he's the best part of it all is he's honest about it. He's not going to bullshit and doesn't really get, you know, bullshit and doesn't get anybody better. And he's, he's very yeah. honest and truthful. And as a result, he's incredibly helpful and it's great to have him around. Uh, he's one of the many that hashtag hate Johnny Uma, but I think deep down, uh, I think he, I think he loves me. Well, I mean, who wouldn't love you? Um, a very large chunk of people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a fan. I just want to tell you, uh, I am going to turn this over to George. Uh, he's got some questions for you as well. All right. Hey, Johnny. It's a uh, it's George. Uh, first, before I get into my questions, our good friend Bunkhouse Bob, Bunkhouse Bob, who I'm filling in for, said he wanted to tell, wanted me to tell you he's sorry he couldn't be here with you tonight, but give you his best regards. Oh, well, uh, but, uh, tell Bunkhouse Bob I say hello. I sure will. Now, uh, first thing I wanted to mention, uh, I I personally, I, I watch a lot of championship wrestling and also PWG as well. Uh, what are your thoughts of wrestling guy, when wrestlers like uh, Joey Ryan, AJ Styles, and Saban and all them leaving TNA and possibly coming back to, to PWG? Do you think it's... They're taking spots from you guys, or do you like the idea of the eyes they're bringing into the promotion? Um, I mean, if anything, you know, depending on who they, they – I mean, it's always a good thing, you know. Those guys are, are so experienced and so talented themselves, and I know that they they came back to PWG because that's one of the places that, you know, they kind of cut their teeth in. they you know, come back, and it would definitely make whoever they wrestle – better from the experience so uh, i don't i don't i definitely don't think it's a bad thing if they come back if it's it'll benefit whoever ends up getting the privilege to wrestle any of them definitely and uh, i had one that i kind of was i was thinking about the name johnny yuma did you get that from the johnny cash song by chance I got it from my mom and dad who wrote it on a birth certificate in a hospital in san diego that's awesome. Are are you familiar with the song? Has I'm guessing my name's George, so I hear the George of the Jungle song my whole life. I'm guessing <laughs> people brought up the Johnny Yuma song to you before. Oh, all the time, and that it used to be a Western show. That Johnny, Ca- I'm a big Johnny Cash fan, and uh, I know he wrote the theme for the TV show. And uh, I just I, I found out by by trying to sue uh, the relatives of the people who created the show. 
uh, for using my name, but I guess you can't do that. So because I was born after, it didn't, didn't work out. That's good stuff. Uh, and that that kind of that kind of made me think of my other question. Looking at your merchandise that you have on the on the Pro Wrestling T-shirts.com, I noticed that you have a rancid inspired shirt, and also uh, when you were with TNA, you were Lars only. It led me to believe. I, I'm guessing, like myself, you're a fan of punk rock music. Is that would I be correct in that? Absolutely. I love punk music, ska music, reggae. Ska punk, all, all that pop punk. I love, yeah, I love it. I definitely, um, you know, Out Come the Wolves is one of my favorite albums ever, so I did that parody shirt. And then uh, when it came to TNA, um, that I wasn't going to be able to beat Johnny Yuma, so I pitched a, a bunch of different names of, uh, you know, just made-up names combining, you know, musicians that I like. And, um, and they ended up going with... Uh, Lars only, like Lars from Rancid, and Jerry only from The Misfits, my two of my top five favorite bands of all time. Definitely, man. I, I picked up on it right away. I was like, man, I want. It was one of those things that you know, was this an accident or did he do it on purpose? So I definitely wanted to ask you about that. Now, uh, uh, what what is it like working with the team of uh, Candice LeRae and Joey Ryan? How different is it having a woman in the mix when you're when you're tagging out? Oh, uh, not at all. Not it, it doesn't make a difference at all. Candace is, you know, she's she's tough. She's she's basically a boy. Uh, she's just missing some parts. But other other than that, she's just a dude, and he, she hits hard like a dude. And yeah, I mean, there's, there's no difference. And since we're about the same size, um, if, if anything, I I preferred it. It was nice to wrestle somebody my size for once. Right. And uh, coming off of basically some, a similar question, how exciting is it when you have a great team like those guys or like the Young Bucks to work against? Um, how how much more fun is it knowing that you're going to go out there and potentially put on a special match every night when you get guys like that or girl, women like that to wrestle against? Um, I mean, it's great. You know, you never want to find out you're wrestling some goofs or anything like that because you want to – you always want to have to step your game up, not not the other way around. And um, it's fun. It's always a challenge to try and have a, you know, have the best match possible with these awesome teams. See if you can hang and and you know, it's just it's fun. It's definitely you definitely want to wrestle more good guys than bad guys. Although both will help you improve as a wrestler. It's just a little more fun uh, when you're wrestling people that are awesome. Definitely. And uh, speaking of fun. Over over the years, I've heard in various interviews, various shoots, uh, that PWG is the most fun place to work. What are your views on that, and what makes it so much different than other places that you've worked? Um, I I don't even think I would agree with that. I absolutely love being in PWG, but uh, you know, as a we're referred to as the locals, which I don't understand why they should just refer to us as wrestlers. Um, we we have a little more pressure to for for whatever reason, um, we we just get a little extra pressure put on us by the fans as if, as if almost we don't deserve our spot. And we have to, you know, we we better go out there and tear it up to to keep that spot. And I I think that's that's pretty stupid. And PWG is a lot of fun because it's one of the only places where you can really 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 just go balls out. You know, 
when you're wrestling for for TV, like saying you're wrestling from Hollywood, it's it's a little different, you know. It's a different type of audience, and so you gotta you gotta work for your audience at all times. PWG fans are rabid; they're 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 crazier than us, I think. And um, so it's just, yeah, of course it's fun. It's always fun to be in front of that kind of crowd where, you know, like I said, you gotta bust your ass. But uh, there's also a lot of pressure for for no for no reason really. Like, but uh, I mean, like I said, it is fun. But uh, maybe not as fun as it is for the guys who sell, like, a bajillion shirts every PWG show. You know, I think they're having a little more fun than me. Yes. I, 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 get, I get what you're saying, and I'm thinking about that, you know, watching the guys, it was guys like Generico or guys like Steen, you know, Roderick Strong that are more East Coast-based. So I could see where, what you mean with something like that. Um, the... Uh, now, Laura had mentioned a little bit about this earlier, and uh, I kind of wanted to bring it up, too. Do you feel that there's an East Coast bias as far, far as the big two companies, TNA and WWE, when they do their scouting to look for new talents? Do you think they overlook all the great wrestlers that are out on the West Coast? No. I mean, you know, they they look here, too. I got booked in TNA by, by going to a gut check. They were doing a house show in Bakersfield. And they did a gut check, which, you know, any anybody had the chance to participate in that, whether they, you know, took the time to do it. You know, it was like a four-and-a-half-hour drive for me. And, um, you know, but I, I went, I did that, and that was, you know, that was how they saw me. I had something tapes before, but it wasn't until that gut check where uh, D'Lo Brown was doing all the evaluating. That's what got me the shot. So it's not like the opportunities aren't there. It's just whether or not people on the West Coast decide to take them. SummerSlam's in Los Angeles every year, so of course plenty of guys get opportunities then. It's just all what the people on the West Coast make of them. Definitely. I, I can hear you. You definitely sound like somebody that's willing to go out there with what you said about uh, Percy Pringle and what you're saying about the the uh, gut check segments. You sound like someone that, that knows what he's doing and is willing to go the extra mile to do that, which is always awesome to hear. And you can tell it in your work. You can tell how much you enjoy doing what you're doing, whether, you know, the fans want to hate you or not, you're going out there and you're giving everything you got, which is which is always awesome to someone like me. I think that's awesome that you can do that. Um, well, but I wanted to thank you. Talk, <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, talking a little bit about TNA, last year they seemed to do, like, they, it almost seemed like they wanted to rejuvenate the X Division to what it once was. They brought in you guys, they brought in you, Jigsaw, Scorpio Sky, Black Tees, and then they had you guys there for a couple months, and then almost as quick as they brought you in, it disappeared. Why do you think that they just kind of dropped dropped it all together? I, I mean, I was enjoying what you guys were doing. I thought it added back to the show. It brought TNA back to what I really liked about TNA, seeing the X Division out there and seeing something different. Um, you know, I really don't know what leads to their um, decisions like that. I'm obviously not privy to a lot of information, so I, I really have no clue well, why they would or would not continue doing something like that. But, uh, but I agree. I mean, you know, I wasn't even close to being to being going to wrestling school when TNA first started, and I was definitely drawn there by the X Division. And, um, you know, it's kind of what, you know, made, I think, like you said, a lot of people fall in love with TNA. And that's the kind of style of wrestling I'm a huge fan of. I love the WCW Cruiserweights. Uh, even the WWF Light Heavyweight Division was awesome, <clears throat> although pretty short-lived. Um, and then when the Cruiserweights made a resurgence on SmackDown in, like, 2004, 
you know, again, that was like a favorite time for me. That's just one of the kinds of wrestling I really, really love. So um, I, I don't, I really don't know. You know, I'm not, I'm not on that, that side of the coin when it comes to, especially somewhere like TNA. I don't even work there, but uh, I don't know. I, I, but I do hope that they continue to give opportunities to a lot of people that I consider friends, and then to a lot of guys that have worked hard uh, perfecting that style of wrestling. Definitely, definitely, because you know, for someone like me, I'm I'm just a fan. I don't, you know, I, I just watch seeing something like that that you really enjoy, and then them pulling it away from you. It's kind of it confuses me, and, and I know, and I know. And I don't want to badmouth anybody. TNA has a bad reputation for, you know, starting something and then stopping it right qu- really quick. I just wanted to see with you being someone involved what that was like. Um, another thing I want well, to mention. Well, to, to be fair, they, they didn't really start with me. They gave me an opportunity, and I, I did the best I could, and I made the most of it. So it's not like, you know, they told me there'd be these big laid out plans for me is they gave me an opportunity is basically, you know, a, a tryout in a sense. And, you know, I did the best I could and it, you know, it just, I just wasn't something they were looking for. So it's not like, you know, you can't put it that way. They didn't exactly, you know, say they were going to give us the world and then take it away. It was just, you know, let's, let's see how these guys can do. If they're going to be something we, we can utilize to uh, better our business. Okay. I get you. Not, like I said, I don't mean to. I don't mean to sound like I'm bad now at TNA. It just was was something that confused me a lot. I, you know, I was getting, you know, got really excited about it, and then it kind of fell apart quickly. And it's not just you; it's the other guys too. Uh, Scorpio, YGs. I mean, you had some really great talent coming in, an influx of good talent. It felt like TNA was going to start something up, and you know, it, and and that it's kind of like what I thought when they got rid of uh, Joey Ryan and they didn't find Adam Pierce, to me it was like, well, you got these two guys that could be your pipeline to the West Coast. You know, get you got Joey Ryan, who's pretty much Mr. PWG. He's got, he's got all that talent that's going through PWG. He could pipeline these guys in to feed the X division. And it could have been something, I mean, I thought it could have been something really special, personally. Yeah, I mean, it could have. You never know. You know, who knows? There's no no point in dwelling on could have. Yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. And and I, I could tell you're a positive man. I don't want to keep going down the negative end on that. Laura, are we still got you in here? Well, um, I'd like to ask you, um, and I know you probably hear this a lot, but what has been your favorite match so far that you've participated in? Um, yeah, I've been asked this quite a few times, and obviously wrestling on TNA was, uh, that was, you know, it was part of a dream come true. Uh, just for the simple, one of the, one of the main things with that was uh, I, I never even realized it, despite having lived with her even while I had already started wrestling, but my grandma had never seen me wrestle. And uh, she, you know, she was able to finally see me wrestle because I was on Spike TV on a channel that, that she got. And uh, that was really big to me, you know, for all my friends and family to be texting me that they, you know, because Spike TV is such a, it was, it's, you know, it's a widespread channel. And uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood hadn't gone national yet, so, we hadn't gotten on Mad TV at that point, so to 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 do that, that was one of my favorite matches for sure. Uh, I love he's a great guy, and 
I thought we worked well together, and so that was definitely one of my favorite matches. And, but the other, as, as weird as this sounds, and uh, it's funny because I even saw him say it when he did a, an AMA on Reddit the other day, my other favorite match has got to be me versus Peter Avalon from Card Subject to Change 38 or whatever number it was uh, at PWG in, uh, I think it was 2011. I swear to you, if Blog Talk Radio doesn't stop doing this, are you still there, Johnny? I, I'm I'm still there. Did Did you okay. hear me say that I like to mess with Peter? Because I wouldn't mind if that got cut out. <laughs> I, I I do hate to tell you, but yeah, I, I I did hear that, and he's probably going to rub that in your face. You know. Whatever. Because you know going haters to say it are going to hate. The other day. Well, I think that is very sweet of you to say that was your favorite match because your grandmother uh, got to see you. Now, was was wrestling a family affair growing up for you? I mean, it was for me because we all gathered around the TV Saturday nights at 6.05 to watch, uh, you know, World Championship Wrestling before it became, you know, the, the mess that WCW became. But that's what we did on Saturday nights. So was it like that for you when you were growing up? Uh, not at all, because I didn't even like wrestling growing up at all. In fact, I actually hated it, and I would I made fun of most of my friends that watched it, despite never having watched it myself. I didn't I didn't even watch it until I was twelve, um, and then I fell in love instantly. And it w- definitely wasn't a family thing either. It was more like a get off, stop watching the TV. You know, you're hogging it. Because so I would watch wrestling and just kind of steal the remote. I would hide the batteries so nobody could change the channel. <laughs> That. You know, I think I. Only, <laughs> I think my dad only let me order one pay per view ever, uh, or maybe two. It was two. I got to order two. I ordered Fully Loaded 2000 and then Royal Rumble 2001. Those are the only times I was allowed to have friends over to watch wrestling, and they didn't hate wrestling, but I don't think they realized how far it would go. But despite that, right. they my family supported me the whole the whole way. They they drove like seven hours to. Uh, to see me wrestle outside of Las Vegas, uh, to, just to see me wrestle. So they they support me a lot now, and it's become more of a family thing now. My parents always wear the T-shirts. They have every single one we've made, and they won't let me give them to them for free. They they pay me. They they give me money for them every time. They buy them at the merch table when we're not not there, just so we can't turn down the money. <laughs> well, how awesome is that? I mean. Because a lot of times you'll hear that wrestlers don't get that, you know, family support because lots of families are probably like, you know, you know, why are you doing this? And look at it as, you know, like you're wasting your life. And I think that's absolutely wonderful that you've got that support to live your dream. Because there's, a, there's so many people out in the world today not living their dreams. But obviously you're, uh, you're living your dream and having a pretty good time at doing it. Oh, yeah. And it wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to if it wasn't for them. So... It's definitely it's definitely nice to have that kind of support system because you're right. A lot of people don't, and, and I think that sucks. That's real crappy. Well, that is absolutely awesome. Um, let me ask you this: with WrestleMania, you know, being on the West Coast next year, are you are you going to go or um, going to you know maybe participate in our, our 
you know, WrestleCon or anything like that? I, mean, I know it's a long time away, but is that something you'd like to do? Uh, I mean, of course, yeah, of course I'd love to be around that. It looks like New Orleans is a lot of fun. Uh, I'm sure I'll be a part of whatever WrestleCon or whatever shows are going on out there. Uh, I'm a little disappointed. I was hoping to beat The Undertaker's streak next year, but Brock did it first, so I'm kind of like, well, there's no point. So. Well, um, you know, maybe if maybe when you make it to the WWE that you could start your own WrestleMania streak. Um, well, technically, I am undefeated at WrestleMania, so... Well, <laughs> there you go. You can continue your streak. That's right. Uh, no, I've never been beaten at WrestleMania. <laughs> well, Johnny, you have been an absolute blast to have on this show. I have thoroughly enjoyed... Uh, speaking to you, is there anything that you would like to say right now, fashion, uh, whatever to get off your chest that you would just like to tell the the, the public in general? Um, yeah. Uh, Peter sucks. <laughs> Peter sucks. Peter sucks. Buy my shirt. That's that's pretty much pretty much the code I live by every day. Peter sucks. Buy my shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com slash RockNet. All right. That's the shirt. You can put Peter sucks. Buy my shirt. There we go. There's another shirt to throw up on the website that I hope everybody visits. And if you don't remember, the website is ProWrestlingTees.com slash RockNet. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at YumaBooma, Y-U-M-A-B-O-O-M-A. I'm very active on both. You can find information about what shows I'm going to be on, as well as uh, probably see the link for ProWrestlingTees.com slash RockMess a few times. Definitely, definitely. Got to get your name out there. Got to get your product out there. And there are some really cool shirts. And for those those that are listening that don't like to wear wrestling shirts in public, there are some on there that you wouldn't even be able to tell were wrestling shirts, and you could still support Johnny Yuma. Yeah, exactly. I'm a I'm a pretty cool, fashionable guy, so I tried to make stuff that wouldn't exactly scream wrestling, but there's still a couple that do. Also, I want everybody to remember to tune into Championship Wrestling from Hollywood on MAV TV, as well as we post episodes on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood's official YouTube page, and keep buying PWG DVDs because they're sweet. I actually just bought one from High Spot, so yes, if you. Which Never one? seen a P- uh it, it's an older one, uh, however, but uh still helps support uh PWG. Uh, this is when uh Claudio and uh uh Generico were still in it. So it's kinda old, but um if you which, guys have which show? Seen am I on it? Am I am I on the show? Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so. Let me see. Laura, Laura, you, grab it. You're missing that? You you got to get the monsters on there. Well, hold on, George. You talk. I'll check. Hold on. She's definitely missing out. While, while she's checking on that, I, I did have another question. I, I was checking out, you know, as as I was going to get to do the interview for this, I, of course, you looked up information. I found something that I never knew was out there. Uh, I've seen the Johnny Yuma action figure. How cool oh, yeah. is something like that? 
And is that is that something like you would have never thought you would have had a Johnny uh, action figure out there floating in the world? No, I, I knew one day there would be a Johnny action figure. I'm a huge toy collector, and that was definitely another big part of making my dreams come true is making a, you know, having a toy made of me. And uh, why, and that was uh, all thanks to SoCal Pro Wrestling. They had those made. And and uh, it, I'm, a, I'm a little buffer than the toy made me seem. It, it only has eight abs, and I have ten. So it's not completely accurate, but I still, you know, appreciated the fact that they made an action figure of me. And it's kind of funny. It's a throwback to how Rockness originally looked in 2009. So we've been a team for almost five years now. And uh, so it's a little bit of a funny retro look. Definitely, definitely. And speaking of Rockness, uh, we haven't mentioned him much, but is is there anything you want to say about your partner, Johnny Goodtime? Uh, yeah, he's my best friend. He's the best tag partner anybody could ask for. And uh, I owe a lot to him for, uh, you know, just being there for me and being my partner. We went to Japan together. We've done, you know, everything on the West Coast that can be done, and we're tag team champions again, and that's the way it's going to be for a long time. So he's, he's definitely uh, he's definitely a great partner, and I love him. And he doesn't suck, right? No, he does not suck. Peter sucks. He's the one who sucks. Are you talking about Peter? Right. He sucks. <laughs> no, John, the, Johnny the, um, and definitely don't suck. Well, I just wanted to say that because he, you know he's saying that Peter sucked. Um, this is called the the high cost of doing business. So oh no, are you... that was definitely before before my time. I... I've I've been in PWG for four years now, so that's a little before that. I thought as much because of, of Generico and uh, 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 Brian Danielson being on here. So, uh, but um, I. <laughs> Let me ask you this question, too, because you, you were talking about um, being a toy collector, and I'm a, you know, I'm a wrestling nerd. I'm also kind of like a, a nerd of all trades. And on a, another podcast, we talked to Rob Schamberger, um, the artist who's now doing things for WWE, and he had said that being a wrestling fan probably in the next four or five years was is going to be mainstream a lot like being a comic book fan is now. You know, everybody goes to Comic-Con and things like that. Do you do you see that happening? Uh, I, I sure hope so, because it means more money in my wallet. <laughs> and more Johnny Huma action figures. Damn right. <laughs> and more than just a... Uh... Just, just to throw this out here, because these are a couple, couple of the ones I have myself that you'll, uh, you'll want to check out if you, the next time you purchase PWG DVDs. These are ones that uh, Mr. Yuma is on and puts on an awesome match. Uh, the one, there's one that's called PWG 10, their 10th anniversary, where him, him and Johnny Goodtime wrestle Alex Kozlov and Rocky Romero, which is an absolute awesome match. Uh, you can. Also, uh, the Mystery Vortex, which was an awesome show. Player Uno and Player Dose versus the Rock Nest Monsters. Another great match. Just just giving something out there, uh, something you could purchase, and you could see some of Johnny's great work out there in PWG as well. Just a top, yeah, couple definitely. of ones that came off the top of my head. Buy, uh, buy almost any P- I'm on almost every PWG for the last four years, so buy those DVDs and also, again, keep... 
you know, keep watching Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. You can see, you know, a lot of top quality action and stars like Joey Ryan, Scorpio Sky, Rock Nest Monsters. And uh, sometimes they use, uh, what's that? He's real shitty. Uh, Peter Avalon. They use him sometimes too, but he sucks. <laughs> and, and we just well, want to let everybody know the theme of tonight's show is uh, uh, Peter Sucks. Peter Sucks and ProWrestlingTees.com slash Rock Nest. Oh, and uh, Mr. Sleeves says that we should start Mr. the Peter Sleeves. Sucks era. We should. I like that. And tell Mr. Sleeves that uh, his dry cleaning <laughs> services are great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you what, uh, Johnny, you are the most entertaining person ever, certainly. I have enjoyed... <laughs> talking to you so much and have laughed and have learned a whole lot. And um, I do want you to run down your social media info really quickly again, um, and then I'm going to ask you, if you don't mind, after that to record a bump for us, you know, something like, hey, um, this is Johnny Huma, and you're listening to Live from the Armory uh, Wrestling Radio Show, something like that. So. Yeah, no problem. No problem at all. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Yumabuma, Y-U-M-A-B-O-O-M-A. My Instagram is the same name, Yumabuma. You can like Johnny Yuma on Facebook and the Rock Nest Monsters on Facebook. I don't really update those much because I'm more of a Twitter guy. But if you follow me on Twitter, you're definitely going to know where we're wrestling, who we're wrestling, who we beat, and uh, what sweet shirts we have for sale at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Rock Nest. And if you want, I'll... Uh, I'll say that little dealy about a little bump, if you will. You go right ahead whenever hey, you're ready. Uh, hey, wrestling fans, this is Johnny Yuma, one half of the Rock Nest Monsters, and you are listening to Live from the Armory and Peter Sucks. <laughs> awesome. I love it. I wanna, We need to get him on here one, one, one night. Maybe the two of you together, that would be awesome. Hit him up. I'm sure. I'm sure he's willing to. He's a nice guy. Well, I I want to thank you for coming on and thank you for your time. I know the time difference kind of throws you off, and I really really appreciate um, you coming on. And anytime you want to come back on, you're more than welcome to do so. All right, I'll come on every time I have new shirts for sale on ProWrestlingTees.com/slash/RockMess. Hit us up. We'll we'll promote this. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Johnny. Thank you, Johnny. Right, Peter sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and as Bob always says, there he goes into the dark night. Johnny Yuma Booma. That I, I'm telling you, uh, every time we have a guest on here, I feel like that's the best interview we've ever done, and I I can't help it. I, I really do think that's probably the best interview that you, that we've done. Um, he's awesome. Yeah, he was a definitely an enter, entertaining guy. I lo- love his attitude, love how positive he is about stuff. Hey, you know me, Laura. We know each other on a pretty personal level. I, I try to stay as positive as I can. You know, I feel, I feel, I feel that uh, karma is a big thing in the world. And mm-hmm. being that positive, you know that only good things are going to come back for him. And the Rock Nest Monsters, you know, you know, I love tag team wrestling. They're an amazing, amazing tag team. And you know, as as he said, you can check them out on 
pro wrestling from or uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood. He's got the pro wrestling teeth stuck in my brain now. I'm gonna go to sleep dreaming about pro wrestling com and that Peter Avalon sucks. <laughs> Johnny just tweeted on at from the armory. I said Peter sucks more times than all his ex boyfriends combined. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we need to get him back on here. I'll have to send him an email or something uh, and get him back we on. That, that the, was just... He, we need to get the uh, Peter Sucks movement going. We, we certainly do. And, you know, we could do hashtags of that. Hashtag Peter Sucks. Yeah, Good <laughs> I guess I guess Turnabout's fair play. He started the the hating of Johnny Yuma, so we could start the Peter sucks back. It was and you know what you were talking about karma earlier. That's just karma. Oh, definitely goes around, comes around. But um, I'm gonna. Ha- I'm. I'll admit I haven't watched a whole lot of Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, but thanks to Mr. Yuma, I'm going to be. Um, because he is somebody that I definitely want to watch. Uh, sounds like he and his tag team partner making the Rockness Monsters, uh, that is just, that's awesome. That is just well, absolutely I awesome. You, I could tell you, Laura, and um, I, I'm not going to pump him up just because he was on the show, but the Rockness Monsters probably within the top five tag teams in all of America right now. You know, they're right oh, really? up there with guys like the Young Bucks. Oh, they're they're amazing. They're, they they work so well together, and he said uh, five years they've been term, teaming together, so obviously that helps go into it. I would put them right up there with the Young Bucks, with Bad Influence, with uh, – with Red Dragon, I mean, they're they're on the level of all these guys. It's just a matter of time before people see these guys and, and realize how amazing they actually are. That's why uh, I, when you had mentioned this, had mentioned to me possibly filling in to because uh, of Bob's searching for new talent or uh, searching for new promotions tonight, I was very excited to get on here and talk to a guy that I that I've actually liked for quite a while and I've liked his tag team for probably just as long. I think the first time I did see him was in the tag team. Well, um, I do feel like I have to thank our good friend Luke. Uh, He listens from Australia, and I believe he's the one that actually turned us on to Johnny Yuma. So thank you, Luke. I appreciate it. You're very sweet. You always tweet out the sweetest things. And I just want to say I appreciate you um, for... um, uh, for doing that, so um, and uh, Slee just uh, texted me and said, and I think I had seen this, but I, and uh, we've got about eight minutes before they. <laughs> One thing that Bob told me was like, you know, um, do remember, Laura, that they will cut you off after. <laughs> yeah, we got um, a color in the line this time. <laughs> Yeah, if you guys uh, didn't hear our interview with the Tommy Thomas, shame on you. You need to go back and listen to it. Uh, we talked to him and talked and talked and talked because Tommy was just such 
he was in the zone. He was in his element. There's no way I was going to interrupt that. Um, but um, <laughs> we talked for over three hours, and they'll cut us off after that. But if we go a little over um, the two-hour mark, I'm not that worried about it because uh, the the live portion of it on the phone, if you're listening on the phone, it will cut off, and you can listen to it on the Internet. Um, but um, I wanted to talk a little bit about this. Uh, Kazarian and Daniels are now free agents, I understand. They're no longer with TNA. It's it's just silly that they're letting go all these guys that have built the company. Them, AJ Styles, I mean, and and for for what reason? I I know there's some really great talent in TNA, and some of the younger guys they got in there, Samuel Shaw especially, um, the DJ Zion, the the Burrowmans actually have been very much impressing me as of late, but. There's something to be said with having, you know, AJ Styles is their John Cena. You oh, know, yeah. The, the bad influence, like I just said, they're, if they're not the best tag team in the world, they're in the short list of the best tag teams in the world. It's just, it's just so silly that they're letting these guys go, especially with – we know in less than a year you're going to be seeing global, global, uh, global force wrestling. I believe that's the name. Am I right on that, Laura? Or am I saying it wrong? I believe you're right. Yeah. Global force with uh, Jeff Jarrett, knowing that Jeff Jarrett gave most of these guys their TNA starts. And and I just wanted to mention, right. I just noticed it. Um, not to go too far off subject, but uh. Mars Bars on Twitter at WTF underscore MAR has at Yamabuma at From the Armory, hashtag Peter Sucks Era, hashtag Peter Sucks Movement, hashtag Rock Nest Monsters, hashtag Buy My Shirt. So we're I'm getting it out there. We're going to get the, uh, the Peter Sucks Movement, Peter Sucks Era hashtags going. Enjoy us. That's our, I guess that's our parting gift for Mr. Yuma is we started a hashtag for him. Well, I mean, you know, it's the gift that keeps on giving, you know, and, and that's what we're here for. We're here to put people over. Um, so, I mean, whatever we can do to help <laughs> Mr. Yuma, we certainly will do. Um, you know, getting back to talking about uh, Kazarian and Daniels, uh, two guys who could talk on the mic, like nobody could, uh, they're, you know, dressing up as the Road Warriors in Chicago that night. I love that. You know, there's a part of me that's like, you know, oh, you're not hawking animal, but there was another part of me that was like, this is great. This is absolutely well, great. They, and they dress up like the... the uh... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Laura. I'm sorry. Uh, I even loved it when they dressed up like the British Bulldogs when they were in England. Oh, that was that was funny as well. My favorite, by far, was when they came out with the uh, the Zubaz pants and the half shirts. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was I, great too. <laughs> you know, and that's that's the thing. You got two guys. How Christopher Daniels never was TNA World Champion is. I, I'm going to say this, and I like I said, I don't mean to bash TNA. But there's something wrong when a guy that's that good 
and been on your cha- been on your television show for that long has never been the world champion there. And, and Kazarian, I think you're right. don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not putting I'm not disheartening Frankie Kazarian at all, but I think Christopher Daniels did more for TNA, put on more great matches than anybody in TNA not named AJ Styles. Right, I or mean, Samoa Joe. He was there. Well, I, I'm talking about he was there from the very, very beginning and has been gotcha. putting on excellent, great matches from the beginning of TNA all the way till now. Samoa Joe as well, he's great. But I don't think, I think, you know, and like I was talking about with, with Johnny Yuma, the backbone of TNA is the X Division. And the guys that mm-hmm. built the X Division are guys like Loki, guys like AJ Styles, guys like Christopher Daniels, Kazarian, you know, the Chris guys Saban. that were there in the early years, Chris Saban, Alex Shelley, putting in, putting in work to bring TNA to where it could be a show that was viable for Spike Television to pick up. You know, where they have viewers, where they are, you know, going global. And to me, to me, I, I just think it's silly for them to let guys that talented go. I, mean, I, I, really, I agree with you. I don't get it. Sometimes I just don't get what goes on in wrestling. Uh, sometimes I don't get what, what decisions are made by the people with the power to make them. Yeah, because I thought for sure, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, in about two minutes, if you're listening to this over the phone, it will it will cut off and start recording for uh, the internet. So just wanted to give you give you a heads up. Um, the director's cut. Yeah, it's yes, yeah, the director's cut. It's the extended version. Um, that and it just said ninety seconds. So. Um, I do have uh, an issue with TNA as far as what it was when I first well, started watching it. Before we go off the live, why don't you uh, why don't you give out all the social media stuff before we go off the live feed, and then we can talk about that, that on the after part. Is an absolutely great idea, George. Um, our social media, uh, we are on Twitter at From the Armory. Uh, Facebook, we we're uh, w, www.facebook dot com backslash live dot armory dot nine like us on Facebook. Um, also, we're on iTunes. Uh, check us out there. Just search Armory in the podcast section, and you'll find us. Um, you can find my personal Twitter at Circle Sky. Follow me. I'll follow back. And what's your social media pertinence there, George? Well, my Twitter is at Heel Heat Show. Also, uh, my my YouTube account, which is where I put up my wrestling videos, which is how you guys first became familiar with me, is www.youtube.com backslash Heel Heat Show. Uh, Twitter, I'm sorry, Facebook, or facebook.com backslash Heel Heat. And just check us out. We're, basically, it's a weekly review show of all the televised wrestling that I watch, and plus any other silly little things I feel like putting out. And there you go. And now we are actually recording because um, I still have a call there. But if you're listening, you know, and you hear me, please, wonderful. Um, But 
the X Division was the reason I started watching TNA. And, of course, you know, when I saw Sting on there, I was like, oh, gosh, you know, I could see Sting again. But really, it was the X Division because I thought, gosh, these these guys are wonderful. They're, you know, truly the funniest thing I'd ever seen in TNA history was the Dudleys on that, um, oh, gosh, George, the, the, the name of that match just went out of my head. It's the... Um, it's an X Division match, and they get up and they try to climb the ropes. What is that called? Oh, the Ultimate X? Or Ultimate, Ultimate X, yeah. I think it's the Ultimate X, and that was the funniest thing to me ever, is that, um, <laughs> you know, there's the Dudleys. And this is before Devon and, and, and uh, Bully got, you know, back, I don't want to say back into shape, but this is before, you know, they really... Uh, Round is a shape. That's true. Uh, Ultimate X. That yeah, Sleaze just tweeted me. Ultimate X. Um, that name just went right on my head. And just entertaining. This the whole thing was. The reason I like TNA is because it wasn't WWE. And I think that's what exactly. they need to get back to. To, to not being WWE, be the anti-WWE. You're never going to be able to really compete with the big machine. Um, you're just not. I mean, if Ted, if Ted Turner and all his money couldn't compete, and I'm not saying that wasn't the reason, but still, you know, just just put out a good product and just, just put out a good product and let people enjoy it, you know? And I don't want to, you know, shit on TNA any more than everybody else shits on TNA. But I want to see it. I want to see it. You know, I want to see it go further. My virgin ears just were. My virgin ears just got so offended. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I I can tell you honestly, I've watched. I've watched TNA. I haven't watched every single episode. But I watched at least the first 20 of the weekly pay-per-views. Um, I don't know what the statute of limitations on this is, so I don't know if I should be mentioning it. But at the time, I had a friend that um, had a way of getting those pay-per-views for free, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so to say. So I was able to watch it. And see, because um, when WCW and ECW closed down around the same time, not all their talent went to WWE. Some of their talent filtered in the, the TNA. Case in point, AJ Styles, he was a D- WCW wrestler. Jerry Lynn, he was a, a ECW wrestler. You know, Jeff Jarrett, of course, you know him from WCW and, and WWE. Christian York, Joey Matthews. This goes on and on. Suffice to say... I watched it because all these guys I was used to watching on WCW and ECW were there in TNA, and I was continuing to watch them. And and very quickly, the X Division is what stood out. Because it, it was, at one point, it was exactly their tagline. It was the X Division, no limits, no rules, just, uh, just straight-out good wrestling and it seemed to me that when they started going away from the X Division being the highlight of the show is when they started going downhill. <clears throat> Paul Kogan. But anyway, 
I digress. <laughs> well, you know, um, <laughs> I, I, I certainly want, like I said, I certainly want to see TNA do well just because I think there has to be something anti-WWE. Uh, not, well, not anti-WWE, but something that's different than WWE. And I know a lot of people will say, well, you're an indie program and you should be talking about indies. And the indies are not WWE. However, um, there are a lot of people who watch WWE that won't even watch TNA. So the idea of, the, of getting them to watch an indie show is pretty far-fetched, unfortunately. Um, and talking with... Uh, Johnny, I, I just I just know that he is going to be one of those people that we're going to see, like we were talking about, like a Caleb Conley, like a Cedric Alexander, that are going to be in the WWE uh, sooner than later. Oh, definitely, and like like a uh, like we talked about on a pre on the previous show that I was on with you with um with Tommy Thomas, yeah. In um, mentioning that every wrestler, they're lying to you if they're not saying that the WWE is not their goal. And if it's not, right. why are they wrestling? You know, that's if, good, that's if you play question. football, if you play football, you're wanting to go to the NFL. As much as you have fun playing for Alabama in college, the NFL is the goal. You want to play for the Raiders. You want to play for the, the Chiefs, the Steelers, the Eagles, whatever team you know, dress you. If you play in the NBA, you don't want to go to the CBA. You want to go to the NBA. You want to play basketball there. The WWE is the big time. Now, me and you, we're from an era where there was more than one big time show. There was there was at least two and sometimes three or four. I can, I can remember when the AWA was arguably bigger than WWF at the time and NWA was even bigger than both of them. Oh yeah, again, yeah, definitely. You know, and that's where Vince got all his talent from. You know, a lot of it. You know, a lot of people don't know Hulk Hogan came from the AWA. Oh yeah, you know, he definitely did. You know, Vern and, didn't and want him to do movies, and that's why he went with Vince because Vince would let him do the movies. You know, and and Vince was a one hundred percent, and he had such a great mind for it. If you think about who. All the guys he took, if you look at it, he took some of the best guys from the Carolinas. He took some of the best guys from Portland when he took guys like Orton and and Piper and, um, you know, those guys from that era. He took the best guys from Texas. He had the guys from New York, the best guys from Minneapolis. And he he basically made an all-star team, and that's for one. It wasn't Hulk Hogan himself because I'll argue – I'll argue till the day I die. If you would have, if Hulk Hogan never went to the WWE and he gave that spot to Randy Savage, the Hulkamania spot, the WWE would have been just as in good of shape as it is now, if not maybe even better. And I'll argue so, that till the day I die. You think Randy could, but. I think the only thing that held Randy Savage from being the biggest thing in the WWE was the guy with the huge ego wearing the yellow shirt with the red name on the front. 
Well, I, I don't argue that. I, I argue. I would argue. I'm not so sure that Randy was as charismatic as Hogan. See, that's that's and and I, I don't. I'm not trying to argue with you specifically, Laura, but that's why I think everybody's wrong. Because if you look at it, there's a certain amount of people, and I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to not call Hogan just to not call Hogan. Hulk Hogan did a lot for wrestling. 100% agree that he he is one of the hugest icons in the history of wrestling. As you know, though, I've never been a Hulk Hogan fan. To me, Randy Savage was the guy that brought everybody together. The kids liked him. The adults liked him. The hardcore fans, the guys that liked, like myself and yourself, that liked actual wrestling, liked what was on the marquee, not the spectacle, liked to see a great match, liked him. He had... To me, he was the total package, kind of like, kind of like a guy. And I know this isn't a popular opinion, but a guy like Randy Orton, I think, is a total package now. And no disrespect to Lex Luger, but certain guys come along and they have everything you would need to succeed. And I think Savage was that guy in that era. And I, I think it's, you know, I think he could easily ran with the ball and kept it going. In my opinion. He might not have been as easy to control as Hogan was for, for Vince, and that may be why ultimately Hulk Hogan was the guy and Savage wasn't. Hmm. Well, I think a lot of Hogan's appeal was that you know you 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 know you train hard, you you know say your prayers and take your vitamins. I mean, I love Randy Savage. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I I I, I just can't see him. And maybe it's because you know I'm I'm not looking at it like you are. You're looking at it if the if the big pumped up guy with the yellow shirt hadn't been there that you know probably you know he could have done that. I I I don't you know I I respect Hulk Hogan for what he did for wrestling because I don't think wrestling would be wrestling without Hulk Hogan in some facet. I I don't like Hulk Hogan because to me he destroyed WCW, which was what you know, Crockett was, and it was like destroying a piece of my childhood. Well, there's no doubt about it that that Hulk Hogan did do a big service for wrestling, and he's a big part of why wrestling is what it is now. Now, when I say Savage could have been as big as Hogan, I don't think it might it might not have taken the same trajectory. Wrestling might not have been the same thing it is now. It might have went down a different road. But I think he could have took it down that different road. I think Savage would have brought in a, to me personally, he would have brought in a more, more of what the style we see now, the athletic style. You know, um, like what we're seeing now, the guys that are getting over, the Shield, uh, Daniel Bryan, you know, the guys on the indies like Caleb Conley, Cedric Alexander, you're no longer you're not you're not getting over unless you can actually wrestle, and which is awesome. And I think if Savage would have got the ball then, that would have been what was on the marquee. Because if you look at it, they had guys that could really go then. They had Savage. They had a they had Piper Valentine. I mean, some of the greatest wrestlers, pure wrestlers in the history of wrestling, were in the WWE at that time. Right, when it's still wrestling. Exactly, and that's that may be why 
I think the way I do about Savage being the guy, or could have been the guy, I kind of look like look at Savage like CM Punk. Or I think yeah. I think the WWE the WWE over the last five six years could have been just as popular with CM Punk at the helm as it is with John Cena. Now, John Cena is a lot like Hulk Hogan, although I would say, and you know, I've told you this before. People disagree with me all the time on this. John Cena is 100 times better a wrestler than Hulk Hogan ever was and ever will be. John Cena is a better wrestler than 90% of the world gives credit to. With that being said, John Cena is the reason that a guy like CM Punk never made it all the way to the top, just like Hulk Hogan is the reason that a guy like Savage never made it all the way to the top. However, I think if you take out if you take John Cena or you take Hulk Hogan out of the equation, I don't think the WWE is any less popular in those errors. And I could I would argue to say it might even become more popular because I think there's a certain fan base that they bring with them that gets disenfranchised by the Superman characters. Just my opinion. Well, and, and I totally I totally agree with that, especially since you know how big of a CM Punk fan I am. Um, but, yeah, um, it certainly would be interesting to, to have seen what, you know, the WWE would be without, or wrestling in general, be with what it would be like without the the superstardom of a Hulk Hogan or, or a John Cena. But, you know, my question is, and this will relate to the Indies, my question has been for several years now, who is going to fill those shoes? You know, Can honestly, anybody fill those shoes? Honestly, and and um, I'm not pumping him up because he's a f- former guest here or my personal thing. I think Cedric Alexander is the future. I really do. I mean, the guy, he's got charisma. He's got all the talent in the world. He's got plenty of size. The the guy just screams the it factor to me, in my opinion. And another guy, a young guy, that's oh, he's been wrestling almost 10 years, but he's still only like 22, 23, um, Andrew Everett is a guy I could see easily being one of the next big things in wrestling. Andrew is awesome. I've seen him several times at PWX. He is absolutely awesome. Um, and, I, and, I, and, and, you know, to shout, to shout out good friends of ours, worst case scenario, if, if anybody ever, if any of the major companies ever start really giving a crap about tag team wrestling for more than three months, how awesome would they be if you can bring them in together? I think they work so perfectly together, just like the Rock Mess Monsters. I, I think they're one of those teams. And I, I failed to mention them earlier, and that's why I'm bringing them up now. And one of the best teams that are out there now. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Ethan and e- and Elijah uh, work. I mean, with Tommy, I see a lot of Midnight Express. I'm I certainly see a lot of them in in that team in that little that setup that they have going and why they're not 
on Dragon Gate or Evolve or even Ring of Honor is totally beyond me. And I'm hoping um, in the next couple weeks, I'm hoping to review George South's book, Dad, You Don't Work, You Wrestle. And anyone listening, you need to go get that book. If you're a wrestling fan, you need to read that book. It's a it's a wrestling book, but it's also got a wonderful message, George. You know, I don't want to uh, get off on religion, but uh, George South is a Christian, and he incorporates what he believes in with his wrestling stories. It's a wonderful read. But I'm hoping that with the the surge, the, the rise of people like Cedric Alexander and Caleb Conley, who've been trained by George, who I feel have been trained in the quote-unquote old-school style, that we're going to see a return to that. And I think you're right. I think someone like Cedric or Caleb um, or anyone else on the PWX roster or any other indie promotion, you know, if they're trained properly, could feel someone like John Cena's shoes. Now, that's, that's pretty big. That's a pretty big, you know, mountain to climb. But WWE has to look at that because of the simple reason. I think what saved them after Hogan left was the Attitude Era. It wasn't, it wasn't right after Hogan left. But you can't have an Attitude Era right now in a publicly traded company. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's where a company like TNA could come in and should come in and help and swoop up people. You know take take that route. Take the adult route. You know, I I'm, I'm and and I hope Global Force does it. You know, I, I I have a lot of, there's a lot of trepidation mixed in with a lot of anticipation with it because Global Force could be something great or it could be another flash in the pan. And I'm really hoping for the latter. I, I really hope we get to the point where, uh, where there is a second company or even a third company because right now, TNA is not. I wouldn't even consider them the second company in in America anymore. They finished, and and I know this is, you know, we're an indie, this is an indie show, and I hate that we're going on for so long about something not indie related, but they finished outside of the top 100 shows for cable. I mean, when they're leading wow. is reruns of Cops, and their leading is doing better than they are on reruns. Something's wrong there. Something, when you're going to stadiums or you're going to arenas in wrestling hotbeds and areas that that WWE doesn't run, like what was it, Birmingham that they went to? How often does WWE run Birmingham? Maybe once a year. Maybe, if they're lucky. And TNA goes there, sells, what, 200 tickets to a a 5,000-seat arena? You know, they go to Miami. I can tell you right now, I went to WrestleMania weekend the week that they were in Miami. They had Dragon Gate shows. They had uh, Word of Honor shows. You know, 
um, Evolve shows, some other local Indies Ram shows down there. And every show that was in Miami that weekend, now I know it's a different audience, but it's a, you got wrestling fans from all over the world. They all sold out, every single one of them, from the littlest indie all the way to WrestleMania. And I know that there's 60,000, 70,000 wrestling fans in the area for that, but for them to go to Miami for lockdown and only be able to show one side of the arena because the other side has no tickets sold, I... It's it's just disappointing. And to me, it's like watching... At times, I watch TNA, and I feel like I'm watching WCW in 2001. Yeah. I, I, I think you're right. And the, the sad thing is, I, I keep watching. <laughs> no matter how bad it gets. Well, I keep watching. It, Hope it, gets it doesn't... It doesn't matter with me because if it's wrestling, I'll watch it. You know, that's just how big of a geek I am. If it's wrestling, you know, I'll watch it. It it doesn't matter to me, you know. Um, But, yeah. Go ahead, George. Well, that kind of makes me think, and this does tie it into the indies, with the Ring of Honor pay-per-view thing that we talked about earlier, do you think they may pretend the Ring of Honor has a spot where it could potentially be the second biggest company? Now, I know it's a niche market, but you know, I, well, I, I, think, I think so. And, and this is why I think more, so. I think the fact, and, and it's, I don't want to keep harping on WWE, but I think that this, this could only help that the fact that the WWE put something about Ring of Honor on their website could do nothing but help Ring of Honor. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And, and, and see, I I think it's absolutely intelligent if you look at what they're doing for their first pay-per-view. They're going to the Nashville Fairgrounds. You guys just talked to Wolfie D., who's wrestled in that building a million times with uh, USWA. TNA used to run out of there. I mean, Memphis Memphis Wrestling's ran that, that arena for the last 30 years, and every time they put a, re- a wrestling show goes in that arena, it sells out. Where's Ring of Honor do their first show? The Nashville Fairgrounds, which you, where you know you're going to get a sellout of wrestling fans. So when you even if you're new to Ring of Honor, you buy it, you're going to see a full crowd that's there and chanting. They're knowledgeable of what's going on. I mean, there's not there's there's a few places you could stick a wrestling show, and it's going to look great, and the crowd's going to come off great, and and it's going to make the pay per view look better. And that's one of them, in my opinion. Oh, um, most certainly. And I'm you know I'm hoping to go, and I'm I'm hoping to. Um... I'm hoping that, you know, there's more product out there because I think it only makes wrestling as a whole better. I think you need that competition. Uh, And I think that, I think with indie companies like PWG, yeah, you know, that is a niche market too, however, but if you get people who are becoming more and more, um, 
you know, someone might remember the Young Bucks from Generation Me on TNA, which totally, that's a, that's a whole other show itself as to what in the hell were these people thinking <laughs> and not keeping them. Um, but um, I'm hoping that with, you know, the more, you know, that Ring of Honor does get in people's homes, or if, you know, you're a wrestling fan and you're thinking, well, hey, this is wrestling, I'll th- I think I'll watch it. You know, um, I'm hoping that Ring of Honor does become, you know, number two. Or, you know, maybe gives TNA a run for their money. Because, like I said, I, oh. I just don't think it it does nothing but help the business. Well, that, and I think Ring of Honor is more consistent with their shows. If you, if you watch Ring of Honor television, which isn't even the best thing they... They uh, put out their their live shows are one million times better, but their their television show, even with that, it's a consistent product. I mean, I like I said, like we talked about a bit earlier, I review Ring of Honor, TNA, WWE. Out of all the companies I review, Ring of Honor consistently gets I do on my show at least I do a one to five scale. I haven't had a. I can't remember a Ring of Honor show that was less than a four-star show. And I can tell you, if WWE has a five-star show, you can almost bet the next week it's going to be a crapper. If TNA has a five-star show, you can almost bet the next three weeks are going to be crappers. <laughs> it, it, it's the way it is, and it, it. I hate to say it, but it's true in TNA. To me, I've noticed the, the pattern. They do one show live and then take three shows. The live show, awesome. Like this, the week that the Eric Young won the title, that was a great episode of TNA. The next week, stunk. Yeah, yeah. guys that were wrestling for the second time, maybe third time that night, you know, you had rehashes of, the, of what happened the week before. There's something to be said, even if you don't read the spoilers, which I try to avoid, you know, sometimes it's kind of hard to, but there's something to be said about the feel of a live sporting event, which I consider wrestling a sport, I and, you know, I know people don't, and I know we're going to hear that it's predetermined or it's scripted, but there's something about the feel of a live sporting event or live pro wrestling as opposed to pre-recorded pro wrestling. Say, oh, yeah, definitely. Like, um, like myself, I'm from Philadelphia. I love all the Philadelphia sports teams. When I when I have a situation where I have to work and there's a game on, I'll DVR it. Now, when I come home, I'm gonna, I watch it, but I, I'm nowhere near as interested as I am or nowhere near as involved as I am when it's a live show. And it's just, and that's the same thing with wrestling. A live wrestling show, it just has that certain feel, that certain anything could happen vibe. Or, you know, if something crazy happens on a on a tape show, you're going to find out about it the week before it comes on TV. Just yeah, because, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree. I totally agree. And, I know we have talked a lot about WWE, and I do apologize for that. Uh, but I do believe that it, you know, 
I don't want to sound you know, cheesy, but it's kind of like the circle of life. I think that, you know, it, we don't focus on WWE a whole, whole lot because of the simple fact we don't want to be just another wrestling podcast that rehashes what happens on Raw or SmackDown. But it all it's very symbiotic, I believe, as far as uh, the whole wrestling world goes. Because I think sometimes it, you can have uh, a trickle-down effect and you can also have, you know, something like ground level, like ECW, grassroots, and it moves up into, you know, the big boys. Uh, but um, I just want to say that if you love a promotion or a product, you have to support it. And just think about what it is you are supporting. I know when you buy that CM Punk shirt or that, uh, Daniel Bryan's shirt that yes you are supporting your favorite wrestler however you're also supporting a big machine these independent wrestlers make peanuts believe me I know 10 bucks for a wrestling uh, for a night of wrestling doesn't even buy you gas if you love a, an independent promotion go out and support them by buying tickets if you're watching something online and it is free but they ask for a tip, give them a tip. Go buy a T-shirt from that promotion that has that promotion's name on it. Just, like I said, I think indie wrestling fans need to put their money where their mouth is. I know a lot of people do, and I happen to be one of them because I have a ton of indie wrestling T-shirts in my closet. Uh, but and I've been to a lot of PWX shows. We've got to start supporting what we love, not just the big two. We, if you want your indie wrestling and you love it, support it. And I think that's all I've got to say this week, George. How about you? Find it. Gotta love Blog Talk Radio. Gotta love Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> I'm very sorry, George. Well, I thought I was, for a second there, I thought I was the only one on. It had me still on, but I thought I lost you off the show. <laughs> You'd be like, I am running this thing by myself. Um. <laughs> I was I was going. I was going to keep talking until I heard your voice again. Or until Blog Talk shut me off. <laughs> sorry about that, but what I was saying is I think... I think I have said all that I I can say this week. How about you? Uh, Yeah, just to add in that Peter sucks, go to uh, ProWrestlingTees.com, look up the Rockmass Monsters, buy buy a T-shirt for our good friend Johnny Yuma. And we just want to remind everybody, in case you missed it, Peter sucks. Um, I did want to... uh, I think we are making t shirts I think I think that um there should be a live from the armory t shirt just thrown out there while I'm on the air, recorded for everyone to hear, including uh Dr. Bob or Dr. Delph as I like to call him. That uh there needs to be some sort of live from the armory t shirt. Well so, um well, I have an idea about that, and I need to talk to Bob. Um, I think we could do something like that with the help of ProWrestlingTees.com, but that's something I need to I talk with. So. Uh, 
El Capitan. Uh, but, yeah, I do believe we need that, and I'd even wear them to indie shows, you know, because Bob had a lot of people coming up to him at WrestleCon saying, hey, you're that guy from that radio show. Oh, yeah, and, you, guys, you guys are big. Well, I don't know if we're big, but we do try to entertain everybody, and we do try to give everybody a fair shot at, at saying things or saying what they want. I've always told people when they come on, Whatever you, you know, you can say whatever you want, you know, because I feel if you're going to be on a radio show, say what you want. Um, I did want to announce our uh, guest for next week. It is indie wrestling sensation Michelle Wilkins. She will be here. We'll have another, Bob will be swimming in the sea of um, estrogen again. Um, And want to give a little teaser as our guest for... Um, the week after, uh, all I'm going to say is 1859. That's not a little teaser. That's a huge teaser. It's a big deal. I think. I think we just revealed the guest straight out. Well, we've talked about him before. You know, we have talked about the fact that Cliff was going to be on. And if you're keeping up with the episodes, folks, it probably would have been self-explanatory or self-evident. But um, so um, we're excited about having uh, Michelle on next week, and then the week after uh, we'll have a double shot again. Uh, so since I am the queen of you know double booking, uh, but just wanted to say thank you to my good friend George. I put over the Indies Coles um, for co-hosting with me, and at least this time they're not going to cut us off. Um, nope. Or maybe we should be called the, you know, two-hour express or something like that, or the two-and-a-half-hour. You, know, you know, I like to, uh, Ric Flair is the king of the 60-minute match. Maybe maybe we can be the king and queen of the three-hour podcast. I'm, I'm in. I'm all in. I'll, I'm all in. I'm all about little monikers and little hashtags. I'm in. But, uh, folks, if you've listened this long with us, thank you for listening, uh, listening to me and George just uh, talk and talk and talk because, you know, we're good friends and that's what we do. We talk. But um, next week we will have uh, indie wrestling sensation Michelle Wilkins. Bob will be back with me. Hopefully he will have um, scored some uh, major talent for the show because we all know Bob is a big schmoozer. Um and um, just want to say thank you for tuning in to Live from the Armory. And as always, folks, there's never a bad seat at the Armory. See you next week. <laughs>